0: Not Quite Cool is a podcast that contains spoilers, opinions, and general nonsense. Listener discretion is advised. When they call you at the old job, Rob, they called you a Prego. They said, Prego, Prego. So
1: the old, which old, every old job I had. Nobody got it right. Jeff McKnight, Jeff McKnight for, for a long time, thought my name was Ralph. I swear to God. So I sort of knew Jeff McKnight before I moved to LA. And uh, so I run into Jeff McKnight at the, at the, uh, at the, uh, at, the uh, at the Screen Actors Guild, the credit union to deposit my $4 residual. And, um, and he's there and he goes, Hey buddy, because that's what he says. Hey buddy, how's it going, man? I was like, hey, Jeff McKnight I didn't really know him that well at the time, and uh, so, so we're at the back, and he goes, I can't wait to call people back. I can't wait to talk people back and say I ran into Ralph Prowl ago, and I thought he was joking. Like I started laughing. I <laughs> to <a good> <laughs> So I said, I'm meeting up with a couple of people in <laughs> a couple of days. You should come out for drinks. Blah blah blah. So. uh so he meets up with us, blah, 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 and we're drinking. And he starts talking, holding court like Jeff McKnight does. He starts telling, he goes, I can't believe all the people I run into. I run into Ralph over here, blah, blah, blah. But he kind of looks at me like, what is he talking about? I'm like, don't don't correct him. Let's see how long he called me Ralph for months. He's great. Yeah, that's awesome. problem. I love good good and,
2: and that's a good segue to let the people know who we have here today welcome back to not quite cool uh my name is keith brooks with us as always we have ralph prago and chad Downey. chad how are you doing today sir I'm doing
1: great I'm happy to be here
2: Rock on, Ralph. What about yourself? You look terrible.
1: <laughs> Ralph needs people to hit up his IMDb because because Ralph Pralgo is is at about twelve million right now. So look for Ralph Pralgo on IMDb. If,
0: you know, if we were a more popular podcast, there would already be a Wikipedia page of Ralph Pralgo as soon as this 100%. drops.
2: One hundred percent. I wish we were that type of podcast where we could garnish that sort of attention immediately and have people do that sort of like fan service for us, but no, sadly, no. And I think it's Ralph's fault that, that's bringing oh, us down.
0: Without question. Yeah. Ralph uh. here. Well, if there's one thing I know about our fans is they're lazy. So forget yeah. about
1: it. Don't speak about Rob's dad that way. He's our <laughs> only fan. But um, right, my, 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 my stage name is Douche Proud, though. Make sure we yeah. get that right. I, you know
2: i didn't think that only fans would be something that would refer to the one person that lists to our, our podcast that's our only fan that's what we have um <laughs> but we're, we're not here to talk about only fans or nudity or how much of a douchebag rob is or is not he is um but we're here to talk about movies entertainment all sorts of fun stuff like that and we got a shit ton of stuff to go through it's been a hot minute since we've been on here so let's just dive into it and we're going to start with one of the oldest things and that is the finale of the mcu's anime series what if so what if
1: rob didn't watch it that's the what if episode what if rob did
2: you really not watch it
1: i watched it i was just oh, making a what if joke no
2: oh, that's Funny, terrible. terrible joke yeah a track. great joke
0: do oh the laugh track good <laughs> please
2: oh, never God. do that again please never <laughs> do that, again. that sounds not like the Joker, but like a, a henchman the Joker would fire quickly. Like that's what that sounded like. Um,
0: Shot by fire, shoot in the head.
2: <laughs> so, so the last two episodes of uh, the MCU's "What If" was it was were a two parter. We covered the first part of the two parter on the last episode uh, that we recorded. Then the second part came out, which saw the Guardians of the Multiverse uh, united by Watsu to face up against. Ultron with the Infinity Stones. Uh, Chad, what did you think about the last episode of What If?
0: I didn't think it was as good as the episode prior. The episode prior was like incredible. Uh, this it was good though. This it was funny how they did the whole over arcing story of What If. It was very much like the early MCU where we get a movie about Captain America, we get a movie about Iron Man, a movie about Thor, and then they all come together. Yeah. To- bigger which is the way they did that so it's like if it ain't you know broke don't fix it or whatever so i like that concept of it um and i liked the battles and everything that they did Um, it was nice to see killmonger and t'challa interacting in this world again that was pretty neat, like one last time uh that, that was that was awesome uh but i'm kind of curious and i don't know if you guys know anything about this did you feel like there was a lost episode that we did not get? There is Gamora. Yeah, so there, there is. Yeah. So do you know? Like, we could talk about it maybe after the uh, we talk about the episode. But I was just wondering, like, what the what the deal is with that? No, yeah, fuck it, we can talk about it now. So the thing yeah, is, yeah, it, it'll help. Yeah.
2: There, there was an episode that was going to be for season one, but because of quarantine and everything like that, and the pandemic, it sort of realigned all of the schedule. So. All of the episodes suffered a shortening of their their length of time. And one episode was cut entirely from season one and pushed back to season two. Um, I don't know what the subject matter of that is, but it is that Gamora that we met there. Um, but I can
1: tell you I can tell you real quick what the subject matter was. I heard a couple of rumors. It was instead of um, instead of Thor and a Hulk <laughs> yeah. going to the planet, uh, that the, the Jeff Goldblum planet. It was Gamora um, and it was Gamora. And Tony Stark and um, they wound up fighting each other and dealing with that planet and being in the uh, and, and being in the uh, um, the fighting that went on up there um, so they wound up teaming up together to escape that planet and that's sort of that's sort of what happened that's at least what I heard the rumors were about.
2: yeah that makes sense based on he had the Sicarian paint on his yes, uh, suit and everything so I'm <laughs> assuming we'll see that in season two but go ahead Chad
0: what yeah like I said the, that episode was good. It, you know, it was one of the better ones as far as it goes. But it, overall, it, I really dug the whole season. I, I like how they did it, how they build up to the Ultron, you know, being the big bad, and they all come together to fight. I, yeah, I just thought it was it was a really well done um, series. I, I, I dug it. Yeah,
2: uh, Rob, what do you think? I mean, sorry, douche. I mean, I'm sorry, Ralph. I'm sorry, asshole. What did you think about the uh, the show?
1: I answer to all those. So don't strain yourself. You just throw out a sound. I'm like a dog. If you go, er, I'll just, I'll hear it. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed the, uh, the, uh, the whole series more than I thought I would. Obviously there are, there are episodes I like more, uh, some more than the others, but there wasn't one where I went, Oh my God, it's, it's what a waste of time and space. Um, I enjoy, which, and again, I'm not, a, as the older I've gotten, I'm not a huge cartoon guy later in life here. Um, which just goes to show how big of a Marvel shill I am. Because I just, I was just, I mean, I just enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, I did like the last couple episodes. Um, I, I don't know if I like one more than the others. The last two, I thought they played well together. I thought it was just interesting how um, the Black Widow character, you know, though not voiced by Scarlett Johansson. A, a great job by Lake Bell voicing her, by the way. Where they're interesting. Wait. How... That character I, was so over, I think, in that series. I heard a lot of people talking about the Black Widow character and how, and how quickly they, they settled the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit on the heels of this. So again, I, I might be reading into a lot of it where they're like, you know, we figured out how to bring our Black Widow back in, uh, you know, in, the, uh, in What If? And we're doing multiverses right now and blah, 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 blah. So Scarlett, you know, keep your, uh, keep your black, black suit there ready. So I, I think she'd be very welcome back. I enjoyed the shit out of that. And again, I'm, I'm looking forward to them taking some risks and taking some of these these animated characters and bringing them to the uh, to the live action. Uh, Captain Carter and you know Haley Oswald would be more than welcome on my TV set. Uh, Haley. Uh, <laughs> what, what did I say? Haley Oswald. Yes,
2: <laughs> that was so.
1: Not not as attractive as. Uh, I don't even know Haley. who
2: Haley Oswald
0: is. Is oh, that?
1: I, You you obviously didn't go to my uh, middle school. uh, (laughs) Haley Oswald was a little uh, a little stumpy looking chick who said, "Oh Oh, my gosh,
0: you're a great superhero." You're not supposed to insult people like that on a podcast, Rob.
2: Yeah, Haley Oswald was the only person that listened to our podcast other than your father, and now she's devastated. Now I've
1: done it. I've done it. What's her last name? Oh, Atwell. Haley, oh Haley, Haley, Haley Joel Osment. That's right,
2: Haley Joel. <laughs> that's well. That's a very different confession for your type of attraction. Haley, Haley's
1: Haley's comment. No, I um,
0: also Haley Haley's 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 Steinfeld.
1: Haley Steinfeld. Gorgeous. Yeah. That. Oh gosh, she's gorgeous.
2: Um, I also have to say, your people, you can't see us out there in wonderful podcast world, but normally Rob's. Video looks like he's filming it with a potato. It looks great right fucking now. It's clearer than it's ever been at your house ever. So,
1: well, you know what's so strange? I'm, I'm at my space in Marietta right now where I'm on like a hot spot on Xfinity. So, it's I shouldn't even be using the same amount and it's even better. It's crazy. Even better.
2: Even better. Yeah, now I it, can okay. see all of his wrinkles, which is great. Which is great. It's <laughs> that, that high definition.
1: I'm wearing, I'm wearing a Halloween mask and testing out my Sharpe. Thank you. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, but Haley Atwell is gorgeous, so is Haley Steinfeld, and to each their own about Haley Oswald. I I think I really, really enjoyed this first season of What If. I think every episode serves as a backdoor pilot for what could come next. Um, Any of these characters could spin off, except for sadly, T'Challa. But all of it was just super fun to watch. I, I had a blast. Um, and I don't ever want it to end. Just keep giving me season after season of that. I think there's no time to kill that, which brings me to a perfect segue for our next topic that we're going to discuss, which is the newest installment of the James Bond franchise and the last film featuring Daniel Craig. That is No Time to Die. Uh, what did you guys think about this? Let's start with Ralph Perogi. What did you think about No Time to Die?
1: what did i think about no time to die you know it's weird i have it up here on uh imdb and i thought it was a joke for a second i thought it was on the wrong page but there are two writers credited neil purvis and robert wade i don't know if you guys realize it. that's my middle name
2: oh gosh
1: yeah that's bizarre i don't know who robert wade is here that's really i've never seen that before that's very strange Anyway, we, I have enjoyed- on the
0: podcast for maybe five minutes, conservatively, and Rob is bringing up random people. Yeah, no one has any idea. Haley Oswald and Robert Wade. About the writer yeah, Robert
1: you. Wade. Um, uh, I, I thought it was a great uh wrap up to his story. I was I was entertained the whole time. I thought it was going to be a little too long, and it wasn't. I didn't feel uh I, I didn't I don't want to give Keith any uh, fodder for jokes, but I didn't feel the length. Go for it, Keith. Will and back to me. Um, and again, wonderful like the Anna Day Armas cameo. No, I, I guess it was almost like a cameo, it just was awesome. The chemistry was great. Um, I thought Rami Malik was a Malik was a little underserved, a little bit, you know. It, it's I don't know why that was. Um, but I bet the regulars were great. Uh, Ray Fines was awesome. Lashana Lynch, as not that she was a regular, but coming in as uh, spoilers by the way, uh, the next 007, not for the next movie, but. In this movie, she was the the follow-up 007. I enjoyed the shit out of her. You know, there was more action in it than I thought there would be. I kind of thought it would get a little introspective, and I thought it would get a little... And not that it wasn't. I thought it was a great balance of just relationships and him aging and and becoming a little more peaceful and self-aware and a little more dealing with other people and women, you know, and that juxtaposed against all the action was just... I thought phenomenal. I love
0: this movie. I actually can't wait to see it again. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Chad, what about you? You know, I feel like I'm going to echo just about almost everything Rob said. So I thought, it, you know, I thought it was a great send off uh, for the Daniel Craig Bond. Um, Anna De Armas, oh my gosh, she was she was great, but not awesome. enough. I mean, she was barely yeah. in it. You know, I uh, loved the fact that there was another a new 007. I love their dynamic 007 awesome. And, awesome. and Daniel Craig how she was kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm the new guy, I'm the new guy now or whatever until she's like, yeah, you can give him his number back. Cause he's James Bond. So yeah. I love I the just, fact, I the cut you off. I
1: love the fact that they didn't play the pettiness almost in a cartoon way. You know, most people would go, you know what? She saw what we saw, how fucking great he is. Yeah. Uh, it, you know doing the job where she finally went oh, all right yeah okay just give her back his thing the
2: only pettiness they did play up was that her that running joke of wait I'm sorry what was his number again
1: w- which <laughs> number did you give <laughs> that, that. Yeah. Well, that was pretty quick though that was pretty quick yeah. early on in, in the meeting of that you, you know yeah. and I'll say this about Anna Day Armas that character was so cool and made such a great impression they could give her a spinoff
0: well, I, I would, yeah, I I would the watch a spinoff
1: same. movie about her character that, that's how good that was sure. that was awesome Anyway, yeah I,
0: I, I, I thought the same thing i was like they could easily do one do a movie with her to the point where i thought is that what they're doing because she was just ahead of cameo i was like yeah. is this almost like a backdoor pilot for her yeah. you know that that's really what i thought um but you know like we said spoilers or whatever i know it's his last movie they they killed him they straight they up killed him they, they, they didn't like kill him like oh he might have survived like the dark Knight yeah. returns did he jump out of the ship and now it's michael kane seeing him in a you know, Italian restaurant, you know, cafe or something. No, you saw the bomb like basically hit him in the face.
2: They dropped nukes on him.
0: Yeah. No, I just exactly. don't think he's going to be okay. He's not getting out of that. No. I was this like, no one's coming deaths. back. Yeah. This would
1: be one of the rare deaths in movie history where if they, they did come back, I'd be like, no, not buying it. Bullshit. Yeah. No, there's nothing you can do to bring it back. There's yeah. yeah.
0: But, but like Rob said, you know, jokes aside, I didn't feel the length either. I, I knew that it was long going in, but it, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I never yeah. I mean I dug it. I don't think it was the best one of Daniel Craig's but it was still very good and I think part of that was because of the the villain Rami Malek he was fine but he wasn't like ugh, I just I wanted more yeah. from him in a villain role.
2: To me the thing was that like To be the best of the Daniel Craig era is Casino Royale because it came in with such energy and with such a breath of fresh air. And this one was not as radically different, but it was so much more comfortable than all of the other Bond movies. Like it felt like, This was the perfection of the formula. They hit everything they were supposed to. I had quips. I had gadgets. I had amazing action. When Ana de Arma showed up on screen, I audibly in the theater said, Jesus fucking Christ, because that dress she was wearing, I got pregnant looking at that dress like she was fine as fuck. And then, yeah, and you killed Bond. What a ballsy-ass move. And And it took elements from all of the other Bonds. We had the gadgets of Brosnan. We had the quips of Roger Moore. We had him still being an asshole like Sean Connery. We had some of the violence of Dalton. But I think the thing that will define Craig's era is that it was one continuous story and none of the other bonds really have that. Um, And so I I think it's perfect to cap that off with that death. And you still had at the end, that James Bond will return and it's just the impetus and the balls in the court of whoever comes next, because how are you now going to redefine James Bond? Because that's what we sort of require. But I, I thought this movie was just a thrill a minute. Like I, from the beginning to the end, I had so much fucking fun Loved it. I, um... I, I'm not going to repeat the, the nasty thing you guys said. It did not seem like it was a two and a half hour film or, or whatever uh, to That's me. That's what she
0: said.
2: <laughs> I, you probably definitely did <laughs> say that to you. This didn't seem like two and a half this hours. So like, oh, oh, no. oh, it
1: was. Oh, it
0: was. Yeah, yeah, no. I
1: said it was a short, lady. It was, a short. <laughs> it was just I'll, a clip. Uh, That's all it was. Well, by the way, Keith and I will I don't never do be, clips. Keith, Keith and I will never be as good an actor as the girl who played the daughter. <laughs> Oh, God, and, no. Was,
2: Even without a praying. line, just her saying, all right, been no. leaving. <laughs> there,
1: there was one scene with, when, they brought, when they were in the prison and they, they brought Blofeld out on that incredibly <laughs> slow-moving chair. I thought to myself, if this was on Saturday Night Live, people would be laughing right now. I was like, <laughs> slow. I was slow. Like, they were looking around, checking their watch, and i like, hey, he's, he's, he's That would be
2: perfect. That oh, God, What a great – and then halfway through the sketch, you start him back over. Like, he's yeah. going.
1: <laughs> it freezes, and he tries to move, and he gets stuck, and then try to get him closer.
2: But I also yeah. loved it because it, it was I, – I feel that Fukunawa is – I think that's how you say his name – is amazing at what he's doing because not only did he implement, like I said, all of those classic things. And that felt like a classic timing from like a seventies movie. But he also had his true detective one shot up the stairs, like where he, he was almost looking at atomic blonde and going, fuck you. This is how you do that. Like that's sort of what it felt like. And that's awesome. I loved that. I loved bringing new things to a franchise, which unfortunately brings me to our next uh, entry in tonight's roster, which I think only Chad and I saw. I think Rob saw the beginning of it, but it it killed his mood to watch anymore, but it also killed a lot of other things. And that's the newest outing for Michael Myers, Halloween Kills, a sequel to the 2018 film entitled Halloween that saw itself as not a reboot of the series, but a new second entry into the famous Halloween uh, franchise. This one sees Michael Myers return uh, to not really face Laurie Strode, rather just to kill a bunch of, like he kills a dog and he kills a kid and a bunch of people, whatever. Chad, what do you think about Halloween
0: Kills? So I thought the movie was a mess, but the good to me outweighed the bad. So overall, you know, I dug the movie. I, I, there was some there was some really cool stuff that I liked a lot. I mean, I love seeing Michael Myers just killing people, uh, but I would really love the flashback stuff. Uh, I love the aesthetic of the flashback. It really looked like, and it, you know, it's the font too, but it really looked like this happened right after 1978 Halloween. Yeah. I, I thought that was awesome. And then I didn't, you know, I didn't really read a lot about this to know what was going on. So when um, Loomis showed up, I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and it was, it was just an actor that they had put, you know, makeup and, you know, stuff on his face to make him look like Loomis, obviously. But yeah, I thought that was, that was awesome. The Loomis stuff. I do feel like that this is probably it would have been better served. You now, again, not knowing what's going to happen with the, the next part, Halloween ends, but it just seems like it would have been better served if we would have gotten two movies, two new movies, as opposed to a trilogy. Because it felt like they had to stretch this out a lot. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that really didn't matter. I maybe they're, you know, I know they're trying to, I guess, say something about a mob and all that stuff, but it really. You know, a lot of that was you know. I just want to see what's going on with Michael and Lori. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't really care about this. I was going to be so pissed if Judy Greer died by that mob and not even like by Michael Myers. I was. I was. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Well, you got uh,
2: your fucking wish, though. You know that? Yeah,
0: movie. <laughs> that's true. But you know, I I, really, I like the idea of like all the town banding together. Yeah, but I will say that uh, I like that concept. Anthony Michael Hall, though. I like him, you know, I liked it from the 80s. I don't know about him in this role. I don't know if it was like bad writing, bad acting, a combination of the two, but it was cool that you have Tommy Doyle back. I just felt like he just, he didn't seem believable to me in that role.
2: I agree completely, but we'll get into my um, bastardized yelling about this movie. Uh, Rob, you watched, I think the opening credits. How did you feel about those?
1: You know, I'm a big fan of the score. I'm a big fan of uh, who uh, is it? Uh, you know, so I held on as long as I could. I watched about the first 12, 15 minutes. I got to see Loomis. I was excited, and then I kind of, you know, I had a remote control in my hand, and you know, there's a lot of options in life, and I was like, you know, I just wasn't in the mood to watch it. So I, uh, I went to the greatest actor living, Johnny Lee Miller, repri- you know, doing another episode of, you know, <laughs> Elementary. Uh, I think it was you know, and that guy's I can't. I'm so glad that show's over now so he can be scooped up by the Marvel Cinematic Universe and play uh, and play Dr. Mad, whoever, I don't know, whoever the next great bad guy is. I made that up. Just yeah, like I made no. like Dale Oswald. No, we him. know. Um. Yeah. Him and the spectral vision are going to have their own spin-off. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, um, um. uh, he's phenomenal. I'll, I'm going to get, look, I will get back. I will watch Halloween Kills because I bow at the altar of Judy Greer. I mean, literally she is one of my faves on the planet she does no wrong. I love everything she does. So I will watch it. I Yeah. Oh, so I will get back to you.
2: I think she's the best part of this movie. Like I, I watched it and I regretted that decision. Like I, I got super excited when I saw Loomis. That was great. That was awesome. I love the fact it wasn't CGI. That was cool, too. Uh, I will say the kills in this movie are probably the best in the entire franchise. The story is arguably the worst in the entire franchise. And that says a fucking lot because some of these movies get bad. I love listen, three. Three awesome. I love season. Listen, the witch.
0: Listen, Keith is doing this thing. Here's the deal now. It is <laughs> like cool and hipster. To be like, oh, Halloween three. I love Halloween three. Everybody hated Halloween three, and you're trying to act like, oh no, I'm one of the people that actually thought it was good. First of all, whatever you want.
2: Let me say that song slaps, and you fucking know it. Secondly, I texted Chad while I was watching Halloween Kills, and I was like, they have the fucking masks on the playground, and he's like, I know! Exclamation point or something like that. that.
0: Was cool. It was cool. 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 Like. That to, was cool. To go back to like history and stuff, I, I dug that part. Yeah. But yeah. like you're, you'll see so many articles like on the internet that it's like, well, we got everybody got Halloween three wrong at the time. Why well, it's really the best in the whole series? Yeah, but that's I the mean, way like, people are look, about Halloween three.
1: It, it, the fact that you like Halloween three fear makes uh, frightens me to the point where if you were making an Avengers movie, there'd be no Avengers at that's, probably. What,
2: <laughs> that's that's probably what, true. That's that's what, true. That's I would focus Dr. On, Mads. Yeah. I would focus on the plumber at the Avengers <laughs> Mansion. And, and the shits he has to clean up from the Hulk. Um so but yeah, no, like I, I like the fact that they brought some of the cast back from the original. That's cool. I like the little awesome. to three. That was cool. I like the kills. I thought the mob scene with the old guy, that was awesome. I, I recognize that that homeless dude is probably who I would have been cast as if I was in this movie. <laughs> um, I also really enjoyed the Richard Ramirez gone wrong ending uh, that happens. That was great. But I feel Anthony Michael Hall was fucking terrible in this movie he played one note the entire time and it was such a dumb unbelievable note even at the beginning when he stands up and he's like i want to celebrate people that died 45 years ago nobody else since i don't give a fuck about anybody else that's died we're talking about 45 years ago when two people got stabbed like what the fuck are you doing bro and why do you look like a redneck version of shrek in this movie like it was he was so fucking dumb and just terrible oh i wish they would have gotten paul rudd for that just so that character would have been a character and and anthony michael hall has been good so many times but just not in this one and i feel at least in the 2018 halloween which i didn't like they had a reason to do it to rewrite the way all of it ends right even though that whole reversing the order of Michael was the stalker and now Lori is, that's our, that ever fucking happened. We already saw that in the movie. That happened in Halloween 2, the original Halloween 2, which for a second, I was very afraid that that's what this was going to become. Lori Strode's in a hospital. Michael Myers is going to pursue her. Hmm. Haven't we done this 40 years ago? That was how I felt. But anyway.
0: Oh, well, real fast, when you said that, even one of the flashbacks that's shown was the from, two. from two. I thought yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and so, but but I didn't find any purpose in this movie. There is one line of dialogue near the end where they're like, "Michael isn't human anymore." He gets more power every time he scares someone or kills someone. And if they would have explored that explicitly throughout the film while you're talking about mob mentality, while you're talking about violence, and had the whole movie have a fucking purpose, then I would have liked it a lot more. But it seems to me like... You know, like when you've eaten a really big meal and you're like, oh, I really got to go take a shit, but then you just fart and it's like, oh, there's nothing there. That's what Halloween Kills was. It was just an empty, vacuous defecation that turned out to be a fart. That's what this movie was to me. That's what she said. That's, you have disturbing relationships with people. Um, it's,
1: been weird, it's been a weird couple of years.
2: Yeah. Um so but that that's my feeling. I was not I was not that big of a fan of it. Um I still think it's kind of better than the Halloween 2018 just cuz the kills are awesome, but um that's it. Point is, uh moving on to another Horror movie uh, franchise. I don't think Rob saw this one, but Chad and I both
0: did. Yeah, Rob's scared of how, uh, horror movies. Yeah, uh, that's just, We've already figured that out.
2: That's why he didn't watch the Muppet Haunted Mansion, because he knows how terrifying it
1: is. got to work my way up to that.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this next one, uh, really, uh, VHS 94. I don't know how many have been in the franchise so far. I think this is the fourth or, or fifth one, maybe? I think it's the fourth one. I think it's the fourth one. Um, yeah. VHS 94 released on shutter um, is an anthology collection, just like all the other VHSs. Um, uh, produced by David Bruckner, uh, who is an Atlanta local, all that awesome. stuff which is great. Um, but this, one
1: of the original ones, he directed one of the original yeah,
2: amateur night starring Hannah Fearman, Yeah. Right. Uh, um, Andrew Sawyer. Uh, but this one has uh, some international flair to it. Chad, what did you think about VHS 94?
0: No, I like the VHS uh, as a series. Yeah, me too. Um, and I did see also that this was – I'm not saying this is saying much because, you know, shutter it's very niche, but this is the highest premiere movie on Shutter in Shutter history.
2: That's crazy. That's awesome.
0: So, you know, get ready for VHS 95 or whatever they're going to call it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's no doubt they're going to greenlight that. I mean, it's low-budget stuff, you know. I mean, the special effects, you know, obviously. But it's, like, low-budget. A bunch of different, you know, people could be working on it at the same time. So and I, I really like the idea – but like all anthology series, is you know there's hit or misses yeah. with some of the shorts. So you know in this one, I, I really dug the wake. I thought that one was like super creepy or whatever. I That's your dude. A,
2: That's uh, Barrett, right? The guy who did yeah. um, Seance uh, and
0: Seance. You're Next and all that. Yep. Uh, I dug that one. I thought maybe it was a, a little bit long. I was like, okay, let's get to what's going to happen. But when it started happening, I thought that was that was pretty cool. Um, and I actually thought that the the militia one. I don't know what that one was called, but the one at the end. I thought that one was super cool. I, I, I thought that concept was really great. Me too. The idea. Uh, and I thought like they pulled that one off. The um, the one, was it called um, The Subject, maybe, where it was like first person? Oh, uh, the military one? Or not yeah. the
2: military, the foreign one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the foreign one, and it was first person. Uh, well, I didn't like that one. I could see the appeal of that one because I thought the special effects on that were incredible. Agreed. I mean, it, it looked awesome. It just wasn't my cup of tea as far as that first-person perspective. It's kind of like a Doom video game or something like yeah. that, really. And that's probably what they were going for. Uh, so overall, I liked it, but I will say that the wraparound—I was not like—I felt I felt like the actors in the wraparound. Whoa, we thought Anthony Michael Hall was doing bad. These these cops, you know, was I was terrible. like, oh my gosh, it was it, it was. And even the was, wraparound story didn't really
2: make sense, like to me. No, like the, the cult, it had some. You know, I, I feel like the VHS franchise a lot of the time relies on shocking imagery rather than the stories that they're telling. Um, but that being said, this is one of my favorite entries into it. I, even though, like you said, some of the with any anthology, some films are going to be better than others. And uh, the first one in this, I think, was the the Rat Man yep. story. I like that one a lot. I thought that one was super cool and weird. I like the militia one. My least favorite one was the wake one, actually. Um, I liked really? the, the special effects in that one. But I had a great time watching. It's a great little Halloween uh, watch. It's uh, super fun. I don't know why it's 94. Nothing really about it screams 1994 to me. Um, but, no. but it was still super fun. Um, and then I think the next one as well is another horror installment because it is spooky season, but only Chad saw this one. And that is, there's someone inside your house. Tell me about there's someone inside your house.
0: So this is a Netflix movie. Um, it has, on IMDb, a 4.8 rating out of 10. And I'm thinking, like, why? I don't understand. I'm not saying yeah. this is the best horror movie I've ever seen. 4.0 is low. Super low. I mean, I, I just don't understand. Like, it was fun. I mean, there were some good scares. The bad guy looked cool. What was cool about this one is it's, it's basically like a high school slasher. And the the main bad guy before before as he kills you, he outs you to the rest of the school with whatever like your secret is. So okay. if you were like drunk driving, you know, a year ago and you hit a kid or something, you know, and you you hit it, he'd kill you and then send the footage to the entire school. So oh. you're dead, but you're also not like a martyr because you're not like, look, this person is a really shitty person. They should die. Yeah. but what I liked about the the look of the killer is that his mask would he would wear them a mask that would be like uh, a replica of the person he's going to kill.
2: Oh, that's cool. That's cool.
0: So, you know, they're obviously whatever. It's like a mirror. They're turning it on yourself. I'm killing you because you're a bad person, you know, yeah. or you did something wrong. So, again, the concept is fi- is fine. The the killer, you know, and it's even at the same time it's like a who done it because because it's like, you know, out of all the high school kids, it's clearly one of these high school kids. Who is it? Yeah. And while the reveal is not like great of who it is or whatever, I just, I just can't, I don't understand how it's, you know, such a low score. Yeah. It was perfectly fine. If you've got nothing else going on, you know, you want to see like a, you know, a high school horror movie, you could do a lot worse than there's someone inside your house. Okay, cool. I'll have to check that out. And
2: what was it? Is that on Shutter or what's that on? That's Netflix. Netflix. Okay, cool. I'll have to check yep. that. Uh, well, the next thing I want to talk about is a Netflix uh, project as well. I watched it. I think I'm the only one. It's a television series by Mike Flanagan, who now apparently wants to do a Star Wars horror film, which sounds awesome to me. Um, uh, but it is Midnight Mass. Uh, we had seen the trailer and reviewed the trailer, and I finished watching it. I think Rob watched a couple episodes of it. I'm um, three
1: in, baby, three in.
2: To me, it is my favorite thing I've seen the entire Halloween season. It's my favorite of all the Mike Flanagan shows. It is more Stephen King than Stephen King could ever write. And it is beautiful, tragic, sentimental. The guy who plays the priest just chews every bit of dialogue he can fucking find. And it's glorious how he does it. If you want to be an actor, he puts on a masterclass in this show. Um, But more importantly, I feel that Flanagan with whether it's Gerald's Game, Dr. Sleep, Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor, or this, he really likes the tragedy of horror and the sentimentality of horror and asking these big questions about afterlife, about grief, about guilt, about these sort of things. And he infuses all of those into his material. And so this to me was just a cathartic, awesome experience to try to get through. Um, And it's, yeah, it's just great. I can't recommend it enough. I fucking love Midnight Mass. Rob, you're three episodes in and that's because you yourself were slow. How are you feeling about it so far?
1: Um, You know, it's funny. Each episode has been similar to me in the sense that I found it. I mean, it's beautiful to look at. I think it's very well done. I just feel the subject matter or like the first two thirds of every episode, it's a little it's a little dragging for me. It's a little too let's discuss religion, blah, blah, blah. But the last 15, the last third of each episode is just an explosion of just, I don't want to say horror necessarily, but just, but inertia and creepiness. And, and again, the acting is good. I think the writing's good. I just don't know if the first third of each one has been for me so far, but I'll tell you this. I've been a fan of this actor, Hamish Linkletter, uh, for years now. The first time I saw him on newsroom, uh, back in the day and this guy look I don't know how many people are watching this I don't know you know horror stuff generally doesn't get the love of the uh, the award season but I, as a lead in a show he is killing it yeah yeah he's word amazing.
2: Word. and in a lot of ways he's killing it as you will see I think the Thank interesting you. thing about this show is also it is philosophical discussion about religion and fanaticism um versus science in a weird way and and it does some cool things with the mythology and i don't even want to tell you what mythology it's playing with because i want you to be because i walked in based on the trailer and i thought it was like the devil is the priest in this and it's not that it's nothing like that where it winds up going you can pro. It's telegraphed like in the first episode, kind of, but it just gets to a fucking place that's just so yes, let this happen. This is great. Yeah, I can't. I can't recommend it enough. My favorite thing uh, I've watched in a long time. Um, sure. But then uh, one of the other things that we're going to talk about that uh, Chad and I both watched, which I don't know how it's not getting all of the awards. It's another Netflix project, um, an interactive one. Uh, it is called Escape. The Undertaker, starring uh, The Undertaker, clearly, as himself, and New Day, uh, (laughs) a friend of the podcast, uh, Xavier Woods, Austin Creed's his real name, uh, one of the actors in a feature film I directed called Dick Ball, Um, awesome, awesome guy, and it's an interactive story with the New Day Trio or group of wrestlers trying to steal the urn from the set of some Nickelodeon looking <laughs> mansion <laughs> in the early nineties as the undertaker uh, tries to stop them. And Paul Bearer makes a couple of guest appearances, which is awesome. Um, so Chad, how did you feel about escape the undertaker and how many times did you have to start over because the undertaker caught you?
0: So, the one thing i want to say i know that you don't really do music cues anymore but if you don't have the undertaker's going oh, to happen yeah happening that something's wrong did you say the so. undertaker's dong is that what you have? <laughs> yeah. that's a very
2: <laughs> different thing
0: <laughs> yeah. so you know here's the deal with this so first of all uh i'm not bragging but i won the first time around jeez i know how to i know how to do it okay but uh but I did go back and do some of the other things and stuff like that. Uh, so I mean, listen, it's this is very you know, kiddies, you know, kids would, would love doing this. I mean, it's you know, like you said, it's choose your own adventure with the Undertaker and New Day. It it was fun. I, it's not like something like, oh my gosh, this this was incredible. It was totally fine. Uh, that being said, if if they had escaped the Undertaker 2 next year, I'd do it. You know, whatever. It, In a it's perfectly heartache. fine. I, I, what I what I thought was cool. About when you you have to do, when you have to choose like what, whose worst fear you're going to deal with. Kofi's was storyline driven. Yes. Like WWE wrestling storyline driven. And, you know, I thought that was so awesome.
2: Yeah.
0: And then, you know, like Big E's is like, he's scared of spiders.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He gets locked in like a saw looking thing. Yeah.
0: It totally looked like a saw thing. I was like, yeah, hey, yeah that, that is awesome. That's a saw thing or whatever. And then, you know, uh, Xavier, his is, he's just buried alive. So yeah. normal, normal fears. But then Kofi's is like, no, he can't, he can't win the big one or whatever. He's not a good enough wrestler. And they showed clips of like him losing wrestling matches and backstage people argue with him. I, I, I really thought that was clever or whatever, you, uh, you know, whatever the Undertaker, the mistake is gone from the Undertaker. I mean, you know, whatever it is, what it is. You so need to shut your fine. fucking mouth
2: right now <laughs> because the Undertaker is amazing.
1: How dare you? Yeah.
0: This is amazing. Be- hes he's, I mean, like he is like one of the characters in wrestling that always kept his gimmick up. He never dropped his gimmick. He was always the undertaker, you know, Mm. and now, you know, he's like going to rallies and he's like, you know, there's pictures of him, you know, in a scuba suit with his wife, you know, swimming with dolphins. That's not that the undertaker. That's not going to swim with dolphins. He's fucking 800 years old. Give him some yeah. chance to enjoy his life. Plus you don't
2: know if yeah. he's tombstone in those dolphins. You don't know <laughs> what they've done. I also feel that if the mystique was ever waned for me, it's when he took his hat off and his hairline was back further than mine was. And I was like, damn taker, you're looking rough buddy. Also, and it looked like his hair was colored in with a Sharpie, but still at the same time, it was to me, this was what wrestling is to me because I, when I was a, a kid, wrestling with Sergeant Slaughter was on G.I. Joe. You know what I mean? And it was all the colorful, you get stickers of Ultimate Warrior. I know, like, when Rob thinks of wrestling, he thinks of, like, Billy the, the basket weaver Batson, who's gonna, like, put you in
1: the collective clutch and, and give you the Jamaican jam stomp or whatever. Oh, Everybody's finishing move. I think of, I think of Bruno Sammartino Bruno Sam going toe to toe with superstar Billy Graham. And for yeah. an hour to a to a time limit draw, they bear hugged each other.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say everybody's finishing move was a bear hug. That was yeah. Rob's And
1: the reverse bear hug. It was a bear hug and the reverse bear hug.
2: Yeah. I feel that every wrestler <laughs> in Rob's definition of wrestling smells like cigarettes and astroglide where mine are role models for children like that's what my wrestlers are and so this like recaptured that and it also made me think like i would watch a motherfucking tales from the crypt ripoff ripoff that was tales from the undertaker in a fucking heartbeat and make every single episode could star wrestlers and i would i would eat that shit up it would be amazing um So, yeah, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed the fuck out of this. Um, And let's talk about another spooky item uh, real quick. I'm the only one I think who saw this one. And uh, it's kind of creepy. It's kind of kooky. And it's altogether a little spooky. Uh, It's the Addams Family 2. There's no subtitle. I thought there was like vacation or something at the end of it, but it's not. Uh, I love this. I thought this movie was awesome. Like, it was super cute. It was super clever. I, I, the first Adams Family cartoon that came out, starring Oscar Isaac and Charlie Theron and Chloe Grace Moretz um, and Nick Kroll, it was okay. It was mediocre. This one blows it out of the water. It has Bill Hader as a villain. It's just super creative, super fun. A lot of awesome gags. Snoop Dogg is back as cousin. It. Bette Midler is back as the grandma. Rob's gonna hate it because they recreate a scene from what's that movie you didn't like? Jolt. With uh, they're
1: throwing babies around. They toss babies.
2: They literally have that scene in the middle of the movie, and like, and it's Fester just throwing babies left and right. And like, I saw it. I'm like, Rob would fucking walk out right now. This is this is where he draws the line. He Uh, would rather
0: watch Halloween Kills. He would turn on Halloween Kills.
2: Yeah, just to not watch (laughs) that. But it's cute. I, I really i really dug it uh you should you should go watch it uh yeah and family 2 is a lot of fun um let's move on to uh another one that just chad saw which is night books what's i don't know what the fuck that is what's night books
0: that's a netflix movie uh it just came out you know it's like a whole movie with uh
2: jessica what's, what's um, jones uh christian
0: yeah, ritter. ritter she's yeah she's like a witch she's kidnapped these kids and the premise is basically the kid to stay alive has to tell her stories. Gotcha. So there's a few different like anthology pieces in it, but it, but it's very short and not a lot of that. Uh, it's more just the story of these kids trying to escape her. Okay. Um, and I thought this was this is great gateway horror. This okay. this would be perfect for kids and you know preteens because it was genuinely scary in parts. You That's know awful. for. For, for kids, and it wasn't like I didn't feel like I was like oh my gosh, this is just for kids. I I can't even, I mean I enjoyed it. I thought the lead kid he was he was like cute as can be, he was great. Um, so I would definitely say that's a good gateway horror you could watch with your with your family.
2: Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, well, speaking of of horror, we'll get to a gateway to a completely different universe momentarily. But I have one more a thing that I saw, another horror film. It is a Shutter original. It is a uh, Thai film called The Medium, um, which is a found footage pseudo-documentary about a a medium, but more like an exorcist um, in the Thai culture or the Isan culture. And uh, it's fucking terrifying. It it was great. I mean, it's low budget, and you can tell that. They have some moments where they spend all the money they have. And but there were two moments where I had to walk away from the television screen because I got so uncomfortable with what was happening on the screen. Um, And one of them involved animals and one of them involved a child. And both were just overwhelming. Uh, And so well done. Well done for a horror film because I watch a lot of fucked up shit. and Most of that's just to get off at night. But. For uh, this one, this, this horror, I forgot which podcast I'm on. Sorry. Uh, this, this horror film, it, it's intense. So and it, it begins so realistic that I thought it was genuinely a documentary for the first 20, 30 minutes. And then it switches gears and you're like, oh, OK, this is this is fictionalized. I get what's happening now. But it tells a very interesting story um and yeah so i advise any horror fan if you're looking for something that's really going to creep you out um think a human centipede or serbian film style of creep out this is this is wow. not the same exact subject matter but that same level of i don't want to see this ever again in my life sort of thing um but serving the story still anyway so that's good
0: but, but you, before you move on keith i did want to ask you too because you know we talked about this last week our annual october watch. 31 to 31 yeah. yep. Yeah. So is there any that you don't have to list them all, but is there any that like stood out for you that you haven't seen before that, you, that are, they might be older that you're like, I thought that was cool. Check it out.
2: Um, I just watched a really good vampire movie that I I'd never seen. I've never even heard of before today. And like the first half of it was awesome. Second half kind of peters out, uh, but it's called Habit it's from 1995 or 97. It's on Shudder. Um, it's a, uh, and the actor who's the lead in it, is directing it and it's like a very raw sexual vampire movie it's pretty good I also watched both versions of Wraps, the Disney uh, thing they have a new one out from 2021 and, and I watched that and that was kind of cute and then I went back and I watched the original because it was I was a little too old for it when it came out but talk about really good gateway horror because it's all practical and it feels like Ghostbusters or, or Gremlins or something like that it's super fucking charming um, just a lot of fun to watch. What about yourself? Any that are really sticking out for you?
0: So I, there's a couple too for me. Uh, one, I never, I missed this the first time around. It's a uh, found footage, mockumentary, uh, Lake Mungo. Oh, I haven't Super seen that. Super creepy. Great. It is very well done. And it's, okay. it, it's like Blair Witch in the sense that like, you could see how this could be tricking people into thinking that it's real. Like it, Lake Mungo is excellent, you know, found footage. And uh, then another one um, is a few years ago, starring uh, Melissa George, uh, called Triangle.
2: Okay, I'll check that. And it
0: and it's kind of like a time loop kind of story. Yeah. It, but it but really cool how they do it. You know, I it works. It. You know, but th- you know those are the two that like stood out for me.
2: You know awesome. that I've watched. Uh, what's the uh, What's the shittiest one you watched so far?
0: Oh my gosh, I'd have to look on that one. Um. You know, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, Halloween Town 2 is pretty shitty on Disney+. Plus. Calabar's Revenge,
2: yeah. That's really... Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, but, Halloween you know, Kills is probably... I problem. get it. Shut up about Halloween Kills. That's <laughs> enough of that. You I can edit that out.
2: <laughs> you know what is really great, too? Crawl is really fucking solid. i never seen Crawl. Crawl is excellent. Yeah, that was a great Crawl, movie. Yeah, um, it was
0: good. The, you know what I didn't like that a lot of people love uh, that I never watched the first time? I was uh, A Girl Walks Home at Night.
2: Oh, I like that one. But but I understand how you went. I
0: was just like, what? Oh my god. I mean, like,
2: 24-ish. I, I get that.
0: Yeah. So you know you know where I stand with that one. Yeah. Yeah. I you That's know what? What I'll be it.
2: You know the two two that I've watched in this batch that I really hated uh were House and House Two, the second story. I don't know if you've ever seen the House movies. They're
0: dumb yeah, as fuck.
2: Yeah. They're super dumb. Um, so yeah, there you go. The first one stars William Cat, who is, I think, uh, the greatest American hero. <laughs> yep, well, he's a fucking great American zero in this piece of shit movie. <laughs> it, it's interesting, too, because I didn't know that both the House and House 2 movies were billed when they were released internationally as Evil Dead 4 and Evil Dead 5. So in the rest of the world, they're considered a part of that universe, just not in America and not according to Sam Raimi. Um, so it's kind of interesting, but whatever. Anyway, But speaking of wow. broad universes, we're here to talk about perhaps the most important sci-fi universe to ever be created. And that's right. We're, we're welcoming and heralding in the Mohadeen himself. We're talking about Denis Villeneuve's epic Dune. I take it we've all seen Dune multiple times now and touched ourselves to it to experience the great joy of the spice. Chad, what did you think about well, Dune? I
0: was going to say, I haven't finished it yet. I've only seen the first five and a half hours. So I'm still. <laughs> I mean, come on. Listen, it, it's beautiful. The special effects the scenes, it is beautiful. And I like a lot of those characters. A lot but i felt like that it was three and a half hours long and i've only seen the first 15 minutes of the movie because nothing's happened i mean you know just the had the i was like i, was, I just knew it was going to end there and i was like oh my gosh it's going to end here nothing has happened really
2: so, so chad um no longer counts rob <laughs> what did you what did you think about the masterpiece <laughs> that is <he's> dune <doing?
1: laughs> i enjoyed it but you know again i'm I'm trying to be as objective as i can because um i tried to read the book when i was younger um i couldn't get through it not because i couldn't read it was just oh my god it was a slog and then possibly the worst you know use of celluloid ever was uh, you know the the dune uh the original dune uh attempt at making this into a movie um which Keith is probably having a heart attack over now. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't I could not <laughs> do that shit. And uh, so you know, juxtaposed against those bad experiences, this was heaven. You know, um, look, I'm a huge fan of Denis Villeneuve. I, I love his stuff. I mean, I've I've been a fan of his movies, um, uh, you know, going back hundreds of years. Now he hasn't been doing it that long. Um, I, I enjoyed the movie. I liked it a lot. Um, I didn't set the bar too high. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It's littered with great actors. Um, you know, it's funny, you know, I noticed during this movie, I, I had a little bit of an epiphany that a little bit like Christopher Nolan, in a way, there is a, there are Nolan qualities where the characters are are, are are quite cold or quite, you know, stark in a way, um, which again, never it didn't bother me about that. It just made Jason Momoa jump off the goddamn screen because... I felt like he was the one guy in the movie who had permission to kind of express how he felt and you know and really kind of live his life and um and, and th- that's not a shot or anything. It's just Momoa kind of stole the movie for me a little bit. Um, uh, Rebecca Rebecca Ferguson's always like everybody's great at it. Everybody's great in it. I love wait, wait, wait one the, second Rob. the, the I, sort of horror that Rebecca Ferguson. I'm
0: sorry. I was say wait one second. That- I wanted I wanted to talk about Rebecca Ferguson. Real fast, since you mentioned that. I love Rebecca Ferguson. I think she's great. But I felt like, you know how, like in Star Wars, the the joke is George Lucas's uh, direction is like faster, more intense, faster, more intense. Yep. Her direction in this movie was, Lord, be quieter. I don't want to be able to hear what you're saying. She whispered every line of dialogue to the point where I didn't even know what she was saying half the time, unless she was doing that Jedi mind trick thing, where she's like trying to make you do what she wants you to do. I, I couldn't even understand what she was saying half the time because she was so low whispering her dialogue. Another comparison another to Christopher Nolan who likes
1: to make his dialogue incredibly low so you can't hear what people are saying. Um, I, I, thought, I thought what she did was very interesting. The fear for her son and the potential mistake she made for giving birth to a male child Um was, I, I felt like she was getting ready to throw up the entire movie. I just thought that was our performance was was very effective like everybody in it's great I i um, um it's started oh, it's clear Villeneuve I mean his uh, he's got a lot of strengths visually every frame every I can't even call his inserts inserts they're paintings they're just they're they're just beautiful I would freeze frame and go that's that's just an insert but but, but it's sort of it's spectacular it was nobody there's no there's nobody there's nobody winging anything as far as visually and and i got to hear an interesting interview with him ironically being interviewed by christopher nolan uh, about this and you know in the preparation the years of just working on building sets and the visuals uh, that that they did um and and originally thinking they were definitely going to get a a sequel uh and then they were going to shoot it back to back and then warner brothers you you know had trepidations about spending money on two movies that you, you know Blade Runner 2024 Ness didn't really you know light up the box office um but I, you know but right before this it has been greenlit so we know there's going to be a i believe there's been it's been greenlit by now right episode, yep. episode two yes um i lost my train of thought there for a second but uh i i enjoyed the movie i actually kind of to the point i want to i kind of want to watch it again i just uh uh I, I thought it was uh i thought it was very well done what's his you name ma'am? what's his name he was creepy as hell is the bad guy so uh, Star yeah, yeah. um, um very very powerful uh yep. and, again they killed that and again spoiler alert I, I was like shit they killed off all my favorite characters well, what's going on here well that's not i, I sir, Isaac. they killed off and they killed yeah. off uh um they killed off uh momoa uh, <laughs> M- momoa they killed Dude. off Timothy Timothy Chalamet. They killed off Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> they, killed, they, they killed. off. They killed off Warner Brothers. They killed. They, they they blew blew the, the planet. The they they blew 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 the planet. The bla- yeah. there's no more spice. They got rid of all the spice. It <laughs> was <laughs>
2: Earth all along. Oh, A lot man. of things that happened. <laughs>
1: um, I, I
2: I loved it. Like to me, it's and I love the, the masterpiece that is the David Lynch's version uh, oh. as well. Um, but it's. You know, it, it, it's almost impossible to not compare the two. Um, and I, to me, as a filmmaker, it's so interesting that he chose to go the complete opposite of what Lynch's is, where Lynch's is like this cocaine-fueled postmodern cyberpunk. We're just going to fucking put it all out there with weird voiceovers and all this demon imagery. Villeneuve's is this thought-provoking, slow, lethargic Reflective of the score, thought piece, right where that all the voiceovers are just happening on the actor's face, and they're all bringing their a game every single piece, um, and and I thought it was just. Wonderful casting, wonderful writing. The shots speak for themselves. At times, we go into like a music video. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. The, the the sandworm looked fucking amazing. Everything was about the scale and showing you how massive this world is and treating it like an epic and a tragedy simultaneously. And I'm all fucking on board for that. The only person... We didn't get to the Sting character, so that's fine, whatever. The only one that I compare really and find lacking uh from the lynch one to this one and i love david de but brad Dorff was better in that part by a fucking miles um and i'm interested to see in the sequel a what he's going to make the engineers look like because the engineers were these giant bug slug things that that's what the spice is for is to feed them so they can make the calculations for space travel right but even with villeneuve's version of the spaceships was so fucking weird and beautiful and haunting i want to see what he does with these monsters but i also want to see who he casts as the emperor i would love bring back somebody from the old movie put patrick stewart in there put Kyle mclaughlin in there bring sting back that'd be fucking amazing or even um the chick from ace ventura she would be great in that little part uh you know whatever um so yeah i i can't rave about it enough best movie other than Midnight Mass and Muppet uh, Haunted Mansion
1: of the Before year. we move on to chat, I, l- let me posit a theory on why Denis Villeneuve may have gone in the complete opposite direction of David Lynch. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me paint a picture <laughs> for you here. Hey, hey, we are Warner Brothers, and Denis Villeneuve is going to come in here and pitch Dune for us. Let's see what he says. Yes, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to uh, do the uh, complete opposite of uh, David Lynch. It's yours. <laughs> Go in the opposite fucking direction of that piece of crap. What's interesting
2: is Rob rehearsed that French accent for seven months. <laughs> this moment. I've actually that heard... French? Yeah. That French? God. I've heard Rob <laughs> four accents today, and they were all decent. So I'm interested to see. I also heard this interview with Denis Villeneuve and he was talking about he was talking to Jason Momoa and Jason Momoa came up to him and he's like, this is the first time we've actually met in person. And he walks up to me and he's very intimidating and he says, uh, do I have to have abs for this? And I was like, uh not if you do not want to. <laughs> and then Momo is like, "Good, I've been craving chocolate cake," and he just walks away. And I'm like, "That's awesome as fuck. That's great. That's cool."
1: What Bruh. accent was that? Was that was that Russian? What was
2: that? Anyway, moving right along to trailers. Uh, we got a bunch of trailers that we're going to talk about here Not as many trailers as I would normally like But we knew oh. Ralph Pierogi has an early bedtime So oh. we want to make sure he has time to watch Johnny Lee Miller uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to um, miss
1: the Carson show I'm going to miss the Carson show right, come on. I thought you said the Cosby show I'm like let's not talk about that <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, So uh, first of all we're going to talk about the most Oh god I don't know where my, my loyalties lie Because there's two trailers that look like the best films ever made. But this first one has the love of my life in it. Uh, And that is the new trailer for Scream. Directed by Matt uh, Bellinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillette. Written by James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick. Starring Nev Campbell, the one and only amazing, gorgeous Nev Campbell. Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Marley Shelton, Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, Dylan Minnette, Jack Quaid, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Sonia Amar, Mickey Madsen, and Mason Gooding. Uh, And that's all the people I know. It uh, is the fifth film in the Scream franchise. 25 years after the original series of murders in Woodsboro, a new killer emerges and Sidney Prescott must return to uncover the truth. Chad, what'd you think about the trailer for Scream?
0: So, first off, the original Scream is my favorite horror movie of all time. It's one of Uh, the best horror movies ever. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it's it's in like my top five movies of all time. I love scream. Love it. Love it. Love it. I have a giant
2: so, of Neb Campbell right here. So just yeah, we're on the same page. So.
0: Yeah. So and it was re- so I saw the uh, trailer in front of Halloween Kill, So it was cool to see it on the big screen. You know, uh, seeing Ghostface up on the big screen again. But the thing about it is, unlike other horror franchises, you know, where we go to see Michael, we go to see Freddy or Jason or what have you. It's Sydney. She is in. She's awesome. She is the Michael, the Jason of the franchise. And she's been in every one of them. And she's been the final gore every, every time. And I know that we've got David Arquette, Courtney Cox, they're in them too. But it's Sydney's story from, you know, day one. Right, so I love the fact that the killer said it's an honor. You know, yeah, like that is awesome. Because if you were like a horror person, yeah, it would be an honor to see her. She survived four of these already and killed the bad guy every time it's awesome so i loved all that stuff the trailer did not blow me away in the sense that was like oh my god i can't wait to see this movie i'm already like that i can't wait to see the next screen so the trailer was completely fine you know i dug it i love the line where she said you know like of course i have a gun i'm sydney prescott i was gonna say that
1: i'm sydney prescott of course i have a gun. that's very awesome
0: it's great so, right I mean, there's some good stuff in this. Again, the, the trailer did not blow me away, but it doesn't matter. I'm there for this movie.
2: Now, Rob, you're a part of the Scream world. You were in the Scream television
1: series. Oh,
0: how do about you feel about, you.
2: about yeah. that? Yeah, most people did. Uh, they forgot about your performance. <laughs> but
1: uh, <laughs> what is. <laughs> I'm not even sure I made the cut. I don't
2: it was very it. forgettable. <laughs> but how do you feel about this new installment of the Scream movies?
1: Uh, the first time I watched I think it was late. I was a little tired. It didn't do much for me. I, I watched it again today. And I gotta say, I was I'm glad that they didn't like do a full reboot. I'm glad it's still the same universe, same characters. They didn't make the same mistake like Ghostbusters 2017 made, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, um, if that makes any sense to you. Um, it might not. Um, I, I enjoyed seeing the sort of the updating of the technology. I like the fact that it was still the same way of going about terrorizing people, but it was with cell phones. I like how they brought in texting and how'd you know I have a landline and being able to use the apps to unlock doors, I just thought that was – and it was well cut into the trailer. I thought – again, it was all the – Arquette and uh, – David Arquette and Courtney Cox and uh, and uh, Sydney. They look – I thought they look great, and they just look like they're at the top of their game, right? They just look good. They came off good in the trailer, and it kind of excited me. Like, yeah, I want to see them come back and kick this guy's fucking ass. I mean, it was, it, I'm kind of excited for it in a way.
2: Yeah, me too. I, I agree. that My favorite part is the the updated of the technology. I want to see Ghostface somehow implement FaceTime to be a part of his killing routine and torture. Oh, you know Ghostface what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and so all that's great. I wonder if they're going to try to be ballsy and kill Nev Campbell off in this one. Um, if they do, we riot. But. Uh, Evil dies
0: tonight. Evil dies tonight. God, what the dumbest (laughs) fucking line. That's the other. Let's go back to
2: Halloween Kills. That's the worst (laughs) written dialogue I've ever seen in a movie. Every line felt like it's supposed to be in a trailer. And I'm like, people don't fucking talk like this. You know who talks like this? there's there's this acting group that I'm on on Facebook and you have these fake acting teachers who always say stuff like, in theater, it's big. In film, it's small and welcoming. And I'm like, are you talking about your dick? What are you saying? What are you doing? <laughs> these quips that are supposed to be so poignant but are terrible, that's the way Halloween Kills was written. Like, it's by amateur teenage poets. But Scream is brilliant. Uh, Kevin Williamson deserves so many awards for reshaping what horror could be um and uh so i'm here for it I'm, I'm totally here for it but i'm also here uh for our next film uh in the interim since we've been uh, on the radio waves uh something occurred called dc fandom and we're going to pepper in some of the information that we received uh throughout tonight's show the um the first film from dc fandom that we're going to talk about it can't get here fast enough, ironically, and that is The Flash, directed by Andy Muschietti, written by uh Christina Hodson and Harry uh Lampert, starring Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton, Ezra Miller, Sasha Cal, Ron Livingston, Kiersey Clemens, Tamura Morrison, which is fucking awesome, as Tom Curry. That's fucking crazy. Uh Maribel Verdu, uh Sourcey, Monica Jackson, Rudy Menusco, Ian Lowe, Richie Laurie. I think it's the only people I recognize. Awesome. That is The Flash. We don't know anything about the plot. Uh, supposedly, it's based on Flashpoint Paradox. You can see some elements of that in the trailer. Chad, what did you think about the preview for The Flash?
0: So out of all of the movies that came out of the DC uh, fan fandom thing, this is the movie that I'm looking forward to the most.
2: That's an incorrect answer, but go ahead. Keep
0: talking. And, and it's only because... Michael Keaton is Batman. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good reason. So, that is why I'm looking forward to this. The most. Not because The Flash is my favorite character. Or I think it might be the best movie or it was the best trailer. The trailer was fine, but the trailer was Michael Keaton, you know. And then you see that the cow, and then obviously it's, you know, the Batmobile from the Tim Burton Batmobile covered up. Great teases in this trailer. Uh, Michael Keaton is Batman is the sale here. D- it doesn't matter. If it's Flash, Aquaman, Green Lantern, you know, whoever. The question, it doesn't matter. Michael Keaton is Batman. That's where it's at. So, yes, thumbs up for this trailer. Absolutely.
2: Rob, now, I I know that when it comes to romantic relationships, you're often referred to as the Flash. How do you think that influences your opinion about this trailer?
1: (laughs) I I think it has everything to do with this trailer. Uh, um, And I have nothing to say about that. Um, um, I, uh, I agree with Chad in the sense, I, I thought the Batman trailer was, was fantastic, but we're, 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 as soon as Michael Keaton started talking, I was like, I, I, in, done. It, it literally, not that I was not going to watch this movie. As soon as Keaton started talking, I was like, this is fucking great. I, I am, it completely took me back. Um, why I'm so excited about, look, we've had a lot of Batman movie over the years. I, I've enjoyed the majority of them. I'm looking forward to this Batman. We'll get to that Batman trailer in a second. But in this, this multiverse world, we're in right now, and the fact that we have Keaton, we're getting Affleck, we're going to get crossovers, a lot like what we're dealing with in the upcoming uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Anything is possible. Literally anything is possible. And because they're sort of in competition right now, where I think Feige has a little bit of restraint, maybe. I don't think DC is going to have any fucking restraint, and I think yeah, the, the the credits we see listed here are just a sampling of the credits that they're not going to we're not going to know what's coming. I, I think I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Lying. I wouldn't be surprised if we see legitimately Christopher Reeve as Superman, like stock footage or something like that. I'm not even kidding. Me either. Like I completely. I wasn't, I
1: wasn't laughing at you, but I was. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm not, but I, but I, but I was, but you said, it. I, I thought it was a joke. Um, I, I, hope they don't do that. Um, but they might, but I again, and again, I'm a fan of Esmerilla, Esmerilla, you know, Esmerilla, Esmerilla, Esmeralda is a great, he's going to be a great flash Ezra Miller, the only, the only person, uh, who would be better than that would be the band better than Ezra. Thank you very much. A little music pull. Thank That's you very good. much. Um, anyway, I went off the rails there for a second. Um, this it looks fun. It looks edgy. I, I'm a. I think Muschietti's look. If this trailer is any representation, looks like he's doing a great job. It looks like a step up in, in the in the in the DC extended universe. If if we if we can still use that phrase, I can't wait for this fucking thing. I love seeing both flashes. I love seeing Supergirl in there. I, it, it's just it looked awesome. I yeah. just thought it was well cut. It was well done. It is it, of all the movies coming out in, in DC, I'm looking forward to this one the most, even more so than the Batman.
2: And I, I think, like, to me, the minute they pulled up to that house, I knew what that yeah. house was. The minute that score started, I knew what that was. Seeing it all again, that's fucking fantastic. I'm here for it. I'm wondering if that second Ezra is Eobard Thawne, or is it just a different Flash, and they're teaming up? I don't know. Um, and more importantly, like, I think Mushietti is a very creative person. I think it part two suffered from a lot of bad decisions, but in that movie itself, there's some creative, amazing choices that take place. And I feel like all of his movies have this great sense of creativity and not being, I don't know, burdened and hindered by storytelling conventions. So let's see that happen in here. I I completely agree with Chad. I would not be surprised if fucking Christopher Reeves there or Linda Carter or what I want more than fucking anything is give me a Thomas Wayne, but make it fucking George Clooney and give him a chance to redeem his Batman in a fucking bold way. You know what I mean? Uh, and nice. so, and I think you have the opportunity to do that. Also, as a, a tangent, a side note, we're talking about the DC Extended Multiverse, is what they're calling it now. And they just uh, cast one of their bad guys for the Batgirl film. Uh, Brendan Fraser will be playing uh, Firefly, which is fucking awesome. That that's cool ass casting. I'm really excited about that. Um, we're
1: having a Fraser son here. He is. He's, yeah. he's had a nice little couple of years. Uh, doing some nice work.
2: He's rocking it out. I
0: didn't- do the Mummy Four with Brendan Fraser.
2: Fuck yes, Let's do it do it. Um, I'm excited about it. It just seems like a bunch of action-packed fun times, as does our next film, uh, directed by Michael Bay, written by Chris Fadak, Lourdes Munch Peterson, and Lars Andreas Peterson, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Isaac Gonzalez, Devin Long, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, Garrett Dillahunt, Colin Waddell, A. Martinez, Kier O'Donnell, Jose Pablo Cantillo, Moses Ingram, Jackson White, Kylie Tran, and Sheila Houlihan, this film looks exciting. Uh, Two robbers steal an ambulance after their heist goes awry. This is Ambulance. Um, What did you guys think about the trailer for Ambulance? Uh, Chad, you're up
0: first. So I like heist movies. I don't necessarily know this is going to be a heist movie since it's called Ambulance and it's Michael Bay. It could be the first 20 minutes is the heist part and then the rest are on the run in this ambulance. And that's what the bulk of the movie is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it looks exciting. You can't say enough good things about Jake Gyllenhaal. That that's for sure. So yeah. just, yeah, I love the scene with him and the, uh, the cop or whatever when he didn't want to let the cop in and he was like, I promise I won't rob the bank. And he was like, yeah, I'd be, you know, it'd be bad for my job. That was great. I, you know, so I love Jake Gyllenhaal and then you got Candyman in there. Yeah. Yep. All, yep. About yep. all about it. All about it. Rob, what you think?
1: I loved it. I, I thought it was great. Again, Gyllenhaal is at the top of his game. He's the, he's the Christian Bale of Jake Gyllenhaal. He's amazing. And uh, that's so how good he is. Does that make any sense? Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm sort of a, uh, I don't know if the world knows this about me. I'm sort of a Michael Bay apologist. I kind of, I love Michael Bay stuff. It is, it's eye candy. It's action. He takes risks. It could be a mess at times, but he usually casts people. I like saying stupid shit sometimes. So I watch It's just, I, I yes, he kind of goes off the rails every now and then, but i, I yeah, if Michael Bay's making a movie, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm, worst case scenario, I'm going to enjoy it. It's worth spending an hour, to, an hour and a half or two with. Um, and this cast is fantastic. Yeah. You know, and Gyllenhaal tends to pick better scripts. Good, Obviously, he's not directing the movie, um, but I, I have a feeling Jake Gyllenhaal has a lot of control over the stuff he works on right now. And, you know, this if they worked together, off the top of my head, do you know if they Bay and Gyllenhaal have worked together before? Nope. Um It's... Uh, and Yaha Abdul Mateen, uh, Haley Atwell. What's his name? Yep. Candyman. Yep. Thank you. He, he's his great. name is Candyman. Candyman. He's or also Doctor Manhattan.
2: Uh, Black Manta. He's a lot. Black of Black Man,
1: Yes, he was great. Uh, he was in Watchmen. He played uh, Doctor Manhattan.
0: <laughs> uh, he was also in a uh, Aquaman. He uh, played. Right, he, uh, uh, he was. Uh, uh, the, the he's bad also doctor. in Candyman. Um,
1: <laughs> He you did. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. In sixth grade, he was oh, that's cool. That. Uh, he was he was, great,
2: he was, Charlie Brown. He
1: was, he was very nice. I'm nice. um, in. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Was this a Netflix movie or is this a big screen?
2: I don't know. I I sort of thought it was a Netflix movie, but it it just says in theaters February. So
1: okay, gotcha. So well, good. I'd like to see that on a big screen. Um, and by like, the big screen. I mean the 40 inch TV in my bedroom. That's yeah. big
2: um, here's the deal. Uh, I think Michael Bay.
1: Here's the deal
2: uh Here's a deal. Sucks balls sometimes And sometimes it's fun Like I, I never think Michael Bay is like Oh my god that was astounding But a lot of times I have a great time watching his movies Right and and there's a lot of his movies I've missed and I'm, I don't feel too bad About that because a lot of those movies Like I, I feel Pearl Harbor, but more more importantly than Pearl Harbor, some of the Transformers movies have got me like uh, like anytime I hear the name Michael Bay. Uh, him producing the Turtles movies has me even more uh, than anything else, right? Um, but this looked fun as shit. I really dug the look of this. Uh, and then Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Mateen, those are the two that make me want to see this more than anything else. To see them go toe to toe, because I think Yahya Abdul-Mateen II is fucking incredible it is only a matter of time before he's taking home all of the oscars um because he's just that good of an actor and i just need the rest of the world to come around to it um so that's how i feel about it i'll, I'll definitely i'll probably watch it i won't say definitely but the next one who we talked about my love for nerf campbell it is only rivaled by my love of this next fictional character, perhaps the greatest character in all of existence. And I'm talking obviously about the Penguin. I mean, Batman, that's right, the Batman, directed by Matt Reeves, written by Matt Reeves, Peter Craig, with characters by Bob Kane and Bill Finger, It stars Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, Zoe Kravitz as Selina Kyle, Paul Dano as the Riddler, Amber Sienna as an Iceberg Lounge hostess, that was fun to say, Peter Sarsgaard, Colin Farrell, Andy Serkis, Ian Saliak, Jeffrey Wright, Barry Cohen, who's also going to be in the um, upcoming Eternals film, John Turturro as Carmen Falcone, Rupert Perry Jones, Alex Ferns, Charlie Carver, Alina Serral, Con O'Neill, Max Carver, and Jay LaCurgoe. This story is set two years into the career of Batman. After fighting crime, Batman uncovers corruption in the Gotham City that connects to his own family while facing a serial killer known as the Riddler. Uh, what did you guys think about this trailer, this glorious, amazing, rivaling maybe David Lynch's Dune trailer for the Batman? Chad, you're up first. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so at the beginning, it gave me a little Blade Runner vibes. So it's, it's, you know, kind of uh, looked. Aesthetically, like Blade Runner at the beginning, um, this is the second trailer they've released for it. The first trailer, to me, was very horror. It seemed almost like straight horror. Mm-hmm. And this one, while it was dark, it was it was less horror, but it was still dark. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't as you know hardcore horror. Uh, you know, it looked good, of course. It's Batman, but I love the shot of him like walking down the hallway and the machine gun. They're just firing on him. That's like a Superman shot, though. You know what I mean? It's like that was a that was a beautiful looking shot. There are a ton of beautiful looking shots in this movie. In the, the final shot, the upside down oh. Batman walking, you know, towards Colin Farrell, and it's him upside down. Ah, oh, it was beautiful. beautiful. So beautiful shots in this. Looks dark, you know. Oh, it's it's Batman. I don't know what else to say. It was excellent. Yeah. Looked excellent. At-
2: Yep. Rob, what you got?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Blade, surely Blade Runner. I got some Fincher vibes from this. I just love the look. I love the feel. I'm a big fan of this director. I think uh, Pattinson's really did such a great job of handling his career uh, post-vampire uh, uh, the movie thingies. Um, and um, just laid low, worked hard, you know, just built up his indie cred and just, it just seems to be a darling of, of some really big time directors right now. And he's doing great work and I hope everybody gives him a shot. Uh, you know, at least uh, watching him do this—it's—it um, is it's just loaded with iconic shots, just, just hero shot after hero shot. It's just beautiful to look at. Um, Colin Farrell is unrecognizable. You know, unrecognizable to the point where if it's good enough, I could almost see him being up for awards. If 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 his work is is on par with what I believe is his his typical work, I just think he's underappreciated in Hollywood. I mean, he works non-stop it's not like he doesn't work but i don't think he gets gets talked about on the levels that uh people who he's certainly a peer of or on the level of get talked about um so i'm looking forward to those guys going toe to toe um it looks it looks fantastic i can't wait to see this i i, I know there was some jokes because right after this trailer came out that's when uh, marvel sort of shifted their schedule back a month and people were joking that it was to get away from this movie because it's-, totally it, it's
2: the fucking it's the goddamn Batman you know yeah, what I mean I know,
1: yeah. and yeah. it's
2: like to me I was initially upset when I first saw the Colin Farrell pictures because as a fat man I was like I'm right here why do you need to get a skinny man to do my job you know what I mean uh,
1: uh, representation matters amen representation hey, hey,
2: but then when in this trailer it sold me because I would never in a million years have thought of Oswald Cobblepot having an Italian American accent and it's just a sweetheart sugar baby whatever he's saying in it (laughs) hey "Hey, hey, "Hey, clam strips calm down like whatever he's (laughs) saying I'm I'm on board (laughs) it was amazing And, and and Catwoman looks perfect. And Batman looks perfect. And, and Paul Dano, talk about an underrated fucking actor. Uh, Chad has no taste, apparently, in things. Because you can't see this, but Chad is taking his clothes off. I don't know. He, he's upset for some reason. But I think Paul Dano is an amazing actor. And I'm here to see this Zodiac-like yeah. version of the Riddler that just... Ugh, Going to touch myself tonight. I don't know if it's a Nev Campbell or Batman. Probably either way, it's going into uncharted territories. But so is our next film based on the hit video game directed by Ruben Fleischer, written by Art Markham, Matt Holloway and Rafi Judkins, starring Tom Holland. That's right. Spider-Man as Nathan Drake, Taddy Gabrielle, Sophia Ali, Marky, Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas, Patricia Medine, and Sarah Petrick. This is the film uncharted the story is actually a prequel to the games starring holland as a young drake showing us details of how he came to meet and befriend sully not the one that befriended rob prago in a doctor's office but a different sully <laughs>
1: um, Make sure that guy was healthy
2: he yeah was <laughs> uh that would be fucking awesome if this was just a prequel to the tom Higgs movie it's like that, tom holland i'm gonna teach you how to fly a plane and not hit geese this is gonna be important um but Chad, what did you think about this? Uh, do, is it game on for you or or how do you feel?
0: Well, I'm not familiar with the game. I mean, I'm aware of it, but I've never played it. So I don't know anything really about the story of the game or anything like that. But I just feel like, you know, Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg are two charismatic dudes. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Tom Holland in a different role than Spider-Man. I mean, he, he's still a young guy, but he's not, you know, being Peter Parker. That's for sure. You know, he's, yeah. he's totally different. So. Yeah, it looks exciting. I'll watch this one.
2: Yeah, I will. Uh Ralph Perogi, what'd you think?
1: I haven't had a connection to a uh, video game movie since uh ever. I don't think they were making movies when I was playing video games. Was there an asteroids movie? Was there a Space Invaders movie? Lots of Space Invaders movies. That's right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I digress. Um it looked okay. Look, I'm a I, Wahlberg cracks me up. You know, he Wahlberg is has only had one hiccup in his entire career, and that was the crappening. No, I'm kidding, I'm sure he's had other ones. Yeah. Um, it's always fun with Wahlberg. It looks, I, I, I thought the trailer was okay. It, it had vibes of a thousand other movies I've seen before. You know, it's, so I was like, eh, am I going to see the movie? Yeah. If I'm, if I'm above dirt and I'm, and I'm breathing and I have a remote control in my hand, you know, three months after it comes out, I'll see this movie. Um, yeah. there's, there's no question about it. And I will enjoy the two hours of the hour and a half because I like, both those actors and i can't remember who the uh, the supporting cast is at this point but uh it seemed it, just it's fun i just Oops.
2: read I just <laughs> I read the supporting
0: cast
1: <laughs> yeah the same person did your sound mix as the person who did dune i couldn't hear a thing you were saying oh, God. <laughs> and, uh, and uh um uh you need to speak up or i need to get a hearing aid either way yeah. um will i see it yes will i cheer of course no i won't <laughs> How many trailers we got?
0: That would be so
2: awkward if Rob was just in the movie theater going, Yeah, do <laughs> it, <laughs> Spider-Man. Do <laughs> it! You um, go. I yeah, I've never <laughs> played the video games. I'm <laughs> aware <laughs> of very All right. All right. You do you're doing a
0: great job. <laughs>
2: um I've never played the video games of this. I'll see it. But I also feel like obligated to see it just because it's a nerdy movie and it's in the sphere of what we talk about. So I'm like, exactly. Oh.
0: It's a nerdy movie. That's yeah. perfect.
2: Yeah. And so it's like, and I like Tom Holland a lot. I just watched Cherry for the first time a little while ago. It's fucking phenomenal. He's so fucking good in that movie. And Marky Mark is Marky Mark. Uh, That's fine. Uh, I'll I'll take that. Um, uh, The next one, I think I'll take as well. Uh, Directed by John Collette Sarah. um, Written by Rory Haynes. Starring Dwayne The Rock. Johnson uh, as Black Adam, Sarah Shahi, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate, Aldous Hodge as Hawkman, Noah Centineo as the Atom Smasher, Quintessa Swindell, Joseph Gott, Marwan Kinzai, Uli Latuka, I, I'm just going to fuck up all these names. So I'm just going to stop. Good attempt.
1: Good attempt good Thanks.
2: Attempt. I appreciate it. Um, and it is uh, another film from the DC fandom, Black Adam, a spin-off from the Shazam universe, centering on the film's antihero, Black Adam. Now what we saw, I would have said was a clip, but DC fandom said it was a trailer And I'm hoping if it's good enough for DC Fandom, then it will slide by by the strict stringency of uh, Chad. What did you think about the trailer for Black Adam?
0: So, yeah, it's kind of a clip. So listen, the DC Fandom stuff, I get it. They're trying to bring out everything of all their movies. So maybe they don't have a trailer ready. That's fine. This was a tease in the strictest of senses. Like, that's all it was. This didn't give us anything to the point to where I, I wanted at least just show me The Rock better. Show me that it's The Rock. Like, we know it's The Rock. Why are we keeping that a secret? Like, I don't yeah. let me just see his face. Then I would have been like, okay. But I feel like we didn't get anything. I really – I mean, I'm going to watch this movie or whatever. But as far as this goes, this tease, I feel like they didn't really give us anything.
2: I, well, I wonder if it's – is he going to have, like, the pointy ears and stuff? But you don't have to show his ears if
0: it's even inside the, you know, the hood, yeah, the hood just yeah. let's see his face a little bit better. Show us the damn rock. Remember, yeah. you know, back in the day, Arnold movies, the trailers would almost always have a reveal that it's Arnold.
2: And that would be like yeah. the last shot. Yeah.
0: So uh, give us that. They didn't give us that. I was disappointed with this. Uh, uh, this
1: tease was a, I thought this tease was a huge misstep. I, you know, not only didn't you get to see Dwayne, uh, the rock Johnson at all, you didn't hear them, and you didn't see anything rev- revelatory, groundbreaking, special effects-wise. I mean, you didn't see any. They didn't tease you with any of the supporting cast. Any, there was not. I was so, I was as far as my excitement level about this. Yeah, it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It's DC. If anything, this teaser turned me off to the movie. Uh, it felt like it felt like something from the '80s. It felt like it, it felt like one of those movies. Then I was like, uh, I've seen it a billion fucking times. It'll be on USA Network eventually. I'll be flipping channels. It felt G.I. Joe-esque in its, uh, in, okay. in its feel to it. I, I, and it I, I haven't seen that many of the, the director's movies. Um, I know he directs low-budget actors. I, I didn't see Jungle Cruise. I, I like Jungle So I, I don't know if he stepped yeah. up his game um, You know, from that. I was just completely nonplussed by this uh, thing.
2: God damn, Dwayne! I hope you're listening because Pebbles' <laughs> the podcast coming after you hard here. I I disagree with you. Like I I, I felt I I. Uh, I I don't believe that Aladdin's the wood or whatever. Um, I think <laughs> to me, I was so worried that they would hero wash Black Adam, and they still might. But in this trailer, he melted a motherfucker. And I'm like, yes, that's 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 what I needed to know. I needed to know that he was still going to be a villain and and at least some aspect of that is being represented, uh, whether it'll be the entire movie, because because I'm always concerned that when you get a person of the caliber of the rock, that he won't allow himself to be a bad guy. Right. Because we've had that problem with with celebrities all the time saying that I could only be seen a specific way. I saw this interview with Anthony Mackie where he was talking about how nowadays movies don't draw in, you know, people because Sylvester Stallone's in it or because Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it, but rather because of the characters. People are now coming for these franchises to see how the characters develop. And it gives you more freedom to tell a story. And I hope The Rock, and it kind of seems like he might, is a person that can see the story element as more significant than his audience. You know what I mean? I know for him, it's always been important for his audience to sort of see him as relatable, even though he's done villains before doom's a perfect example. I hope he can tend and lean into that and just be a badass bad guy. You know?
1: Yeah, me too. I hope he sees that there's sort of an opening in whether, you know, whether they do a character like this in the Marvel cinematic universe or here in DC, how they're doing this one that, yeah, you have your good guys, you have your Hall of Justice, whatever, your Justice League, but, but there's, there's a place for someone who doesn't give a fuck, again, a Punisher, a, a guy who's like, I, I, I want to get shit done, blah, 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 and just deal with it. The Kurt Angle bad guy, the bad guy who just, he has his own agenda. And if you're on my side, great, I'm a good guy. If you're not on my side, great, I'm a bad guy, blah, blah. And I will do whatever it takes. I have these powers. I'm not going to sit on them. If I can melt the guy, I'm going to fucking melt the guy. I have these powers for a reason. If I can blow yeah. shit up, I'm going to blow shit up. But again, the, the 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 script will dictate. I think Namor's like that a little bit, too. Isn't he sort of the way the way he's sort of? He's more heroic, he's a I would say, the black out of block
2: a, at him. But yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and I hope they lean into that, too. And I think Dwayne Johnson's smart enough. Again, he's played bad guys. They're awesome. I mean, you're coming up from the wrestling world, that's that's what got him his start. That's what got him over anyway. Was 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 being the bad guy and just seeing that there's there's an opening, there's a space for yep. fans to go just fucking take control of this, this 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 universe that is sort of directionless at the moment. Yeah. And come in and just just fucking lay the tone, lay the smackdown, if I may.
2: That's a, that's a really wonderful uh wrestling reference. I'm surprised it wasn't something like Billy Biscuity or Buckins from the 1920s. But I,
1: feel... I don't care whether it's Marietta, Georgia. I don't care whether it's Charlotte, Tennessee.
0: I don't know geography
1: good. Yes. I'll tell you what, Master, I've been to
0: Louisiana twice. Um <laughs> you know what they always say is, yeah, I'm going to kick your ass, but in eight weeks yes. at the Pontiac Silverdome. No.
2: <laughs> uh, you do have. To, you know how angry you have to be with a person for the last for eight weeks, Of <laughs> seeing them regularly, and be yeah, like, exactly.
1: "Not yeah, <laughs> I'm
2: following um,
1: you, Mongolian stopper."
2: <laughs> I think, like you know, with movies like The Joker or or something like that, we've seen that villains can take the limelight, and, and but I would rather I want in this movie him to be 100% the bad guy, and Hawkman and Dr. Fate are trying to take him down. They trap him in a, in a, the rock of eternity at the end of the movie. In Shazam 3, we have the innocence of Billy versus the evil of Black Adam, and it's an all-out war. That's what I fucking want. DC challenge has been put down. Here you fucking go, man. Um, But talking about the innocence and and the wonderment of what art can do and and the amazing characters, let's move on to our next trailer, a film written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, starring Javier Bardem, Nicole Kidman, J.K. Simmons, uh, Nina Arianda, Jake Lacey, Alia Shakwat, Tony Hale, Clark Gregg, Ronnie Cox, Robert Pine, uh, Nelson Franklin, John Rubinstein, Christopher Denham, Jamie Miller, Jonah Platt, Matt Cook, and Pamela Mitchell. Um, this film uh, follows Lucy and Desi as they face a crisis that could end their careers and another that could end their marriage. This is, of course, the Amazon Prime original being the ricardos what did you guys think about the trailer for being the ricardos
0: you know like at first i was like yeah maybe i'll watch this wherever i've watched you know i've seen reruns of i love lucy because you know i mean it's it's old as can be show i think rob, rob the <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i know rob you didn't see the originals didn't you play like ricky ricardo's boss in some of the episodes <laughs>
2: yeah
0: i mean i feel like that's what that's how old you are so uh-huh. yeah it was fun so you know I, the whole time I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll check this out. We'll see. It's on Amazon Prime. But then at the end, when it said, you know, written and directed by Aaron Sorkin, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, yeah I'm in. I'll watch anything he writes. You yeah. know, he's an amazing writer. Yeah. So yeah, I'm on board. I somehow I
1: forgot it was being written by Aaron Sorkin. So again, too, at the end of it when it popped up, I was like, oh shit.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was gonna watch it anyway. I mean, two of uh, the uh, two actors working right now just at the top of their game. I mean, it's in it. it, it and I did. Again, I'm sure I've seen every episode of I Love Lucy. So, uh, you know, and it looks like they're recreating a couple of the classic, why would they, iconic moments. Um, yeah. I mean, originally, wasn't Kate Blanchett originally attached to play Lucille Ball? It's interesting. It went through a lot of incarnations, but yeah, she looks great. You know, no, see- know I don't
2: know if that's a different one than this. It might be, be much like the Steve jobs thing where there's multiple yeah. happening at the same time. Cause I remember seeing a photo well, of her in the makeup for that, but it could have also been this one. I don't know.
1: I, um, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in.
2: Yeah. My, my connection to Lucy and Desi's I've seen some episodes. I, you know, I've seen a lot more interviews with Lucy than I have of anything else her talking about Star Trek or there's a great story about her getting uh, fillings in her teeth and picking up radio signals that's one of my favorite <laughs> interviews of all time uh, and and I, I dated a girl that was like obsessed with, fucking Lucy so when we were when I was watching this I, I was like already sharing it on her Facebook and everything and I love Javier Bardem I love Nicole Kidman but when J.K. Simmons name came up I'm like
1: yeah that's- okay,
2: okay. I is, yeah and, and Aaron Sorkin's uh, yeah, I love Aaron Sorkin as well. He's very Aristotelian in, in his idea of drama. Like, it's got to be a sort of limited time that he's dealing with. He doesn't tend to do films that span broad gears. You know what I mean? It's like we're taking one day in the afternoon of, or we're taking one instance or one event. And it seems like, to me, logically, with, with a biopic of, like, Lucy and, and Ricky, or Lucy and Desi, his real name's not fucking Ricky. What an idiot I am. But uh, a biopic of them, that's a big fucking story to tell. And you would probably want to hit all the major points. But it looks like he's going, no, we're just going to concentrate on one section of time here. And I, I'm, I'm all for that. That sounds great to me. I'll, I'll probably watch it. I won't rush off to see it because I'll be watching uncharted or pong the movie or whatever fucking else nerdy shit we have to watch to review for this but uh, but it looks this
1: momentary like- this momentary interstitial brought to you by google dictionary aristotelian uh relating to aristotle or his philosophy a student of aristotle or an adherent of his philosophy <laughs> aristotelian an adjective or nope.
0: a noun. Thank you. I'm glad <laughs> I mean I you it... said that because I had no idea what that word meant. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I was
1: like, here we go. I got to fucking look up a word.
2: Great. <laughs> but what I mean by it is Aristotle had a definition of what drama is. And in that, the drama had to happen in real time. So, if you're watching a play that is an hour long, it only happens within that hour for the characters as well. So, that was one of his ideas about drama. Likewise, uh, the characters, uh, one location, all that sort of stuff. We get those ideas from ancient Greek philosophy and from Aristotelian thought. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad, uh, <laughs> Rob.
0: You, so, uh, Aristotle is a co-creator of 24. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, exactly, 100%. Gotcha. I, thought, and so. knowing that is power, uh, Or <laughs> and uh, the next uh, show we're going to be talking about is all about having The Power, uh, created uh, by Kevin Smith, starring Chris Wood, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Lena Headey, Mark Hamill, uh, Tiffany Smith, Diedrich Bader, Liam Cunningham, Susan Eisenberg, Justin Long, Griffin Newman, Kevin Michael Richardson, Henry Rollins, Stephen Root, Adam Gifford, Dennis Haysbert, Jay Tavar, Alan Oppenheimer, and Cree Summer. We're obviously talking about the second half of the hit series, Masters of the Universe. Revelation, the war for Eternia, continues as these last episodes depict the ever-going struggle between He-Man and Skeletor. Uh, Chad, what would you think about this trailer for the second half of season one of Masters of the Universe Revelation?
0: Yeah, you know, we talked about the backlash on the internet that people were going crazy of, you know, part one. That was a a T-Lish, wasn't He-Man, your childhood was ruined and all that stupid stuff. Yeah. And I know that part two was already done. It's not like, you know, they redid it. They just released it that way. But it was funny because the trailer seemed like they tried to trick you again. But Tila is barely in it, you know, and it's a whole lot of Skeletor, Adam, and He-Man. Yeah. And that could just be one one episode of He-Man. That's, you know, I don't know how it's going to be. But, like, it was a whole lot of that. They're like, yeah, forget no, no, Tila's not even going to be in it that much. It's going to be all these other people. I just thought it was funny how this trailer was, you know, like that. You know, yeah. like I enjoyed the part one, the you know, the you first do. five episodes. I'm going to check out the next five or ever how many it is. You know, it was a fine trailer. Um, I loved uh, Evil Lynn. That's what I want. I want Evil Lyn, Evil Lyn, Evil Lynn. That's what I want from hey, the show. Yeah. I loved how they're really embracing the eighties cartoon as like saying something like this buffoonish behavior is not going to work anymore because that's what they were. You know, they were just stupid idiot buffoons. The bad guys were, and she's like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. You know? So and I, t- I told Rob about this. I thought that was funny. The line at the end, I, I did not land for me with he-man where he was like, you know, find there a is safe. one
2: safe place. Yeah, yeah, find safe me." Place. Yeah, <laughs> that was stupid.
0: It was so stupid. He, You say, get behind me if you're He-Man. The reason why you say find a safe place is so that somebody will say there isn't one so that you can say you're lying. That's that's a dumb saying. Someone else should have said, find a safe place. There isn't a safe place. Then He-Man said, can say, yeah, it's behind me. That's fine. But you say the setup to make yourself sound cool. I think think it's
2: even, you could have even had the same line, all of it delivered by He-Man, but it's just, you have to do it Captain America in-game Avengers Assemble way, where the first line is big, find a safe place, there is no safe place, there is. Behind me, and then you know, like you charge on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm auditioning and available for the role of Eric and He-Man or Prince Adam, <laughs> not Eric, uh, Prince Adam, <laughs> uh,
0: The Little Mermaid. Like
2: yes, what is that Prince fish Aaron. in the water? Can I fuck it? Like that's, that's <laughs> me. I just think of that. Um, Rob, what did you think about the trailer for Masters of the Universe: Revelation? Do you didn't watch this, did you?
1: <laughs> I watched the trailer. Okay. Part two. I didn't see the trailer for part one. I didn't see any of part one. As a matter of fact, I've never seen a Masters of the Universe. Man cartoon ever it well, was why
2: are you on our masters of the universe podcast
1: <laughs> right now I, 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 I and know. he's scared of horror I, movies
0: too and we I, only covered I like i heard 18 there was soup movies.
1: in here i heard there was soup in here <laughs> yeah. I, it was, is it hot um that being said i thought i, I like the line where he goes what are we all laughing about <laughs> yeah that's great um, i thought that was that it cracked me up uh, so I was I'm a big fan of this skeletor guy or skullman or skullman Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ spectral skeletor uh, spectral spectral. Man. <laughs> yeah I skeleton head boy <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did like I did like the setup of the um the sword was just a conduit I never needed that it that was nice I thought that was cool too it's a, and, and it's the original fucking design of he-man like the actual barbarian that's cool and then when it's just they had their in-game moments when you see all the heroes showing up, that was dope. Uh, yep.
1: Yeah, so I, that was a lot like Thor when uh, when uh, Odin goes, "Are you the god of hammers?" No. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you Thank you
2: very much. Yeah, that so, was good. That was a terrible Anthony Hopkins. I don't know why Anthony Hopkins not, I was just, I
1: was a little congested there. Yeah.
2: Right. So it is, need yeah. Thanks. Um, No worries. Well, you know, if you need uh, something to decongest you, I think there's uh, some things on aisle four. Remember to shop smart and shop smart uh, And that brings us into our next film preview. Another horror comedy, perhaps just for the holidays, directed by Casey Tebow, written by Andy Greskoviak. Well, that's weird to say. Uh, it stars Devin Sawa, Bruce Campbell, Ivana Baquero, Ryan Lee, Michael Fucking Jai White, Leah Presido, Kayla Caulfield, Mark Steger, Andrea Blackman, Lonnie Farmer, Marilyn Bush, Adrian M. Mompoint, Louis Kurtzman, Stephen Peck, Christopher McHale, and Christian Chabadi. Uh, this film is entitled Black Friday. A group of toy store employees must protect each other from a horde of parasite-infected shoppers. Uh, Chad, what would you think about the trailer for Black Friday?
0: I'm hundred percent watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I love horror comedies. And while this trailer did not like make me belly laugh or anything like that, it looked fun. Yeah. And I liked that, uh, Bruce Campbell was not playing like the tough guy, you know, in this, he's just like, you know, just the weird manager or whatever. doesn't know what's going on. He's scared running from things. I like that. I'm going to watch this movie. I don't know how it's coming out or when, but I will be watching this movie. Definitely. Yeah, Ralph, what'd you think?
1: Um, it was all right. It was, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Bruce Campbell. He cracks me up. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I like zombies. And I thought the zombies looked good. You know, yeah. I, I wanted, I wanted the trailer to be funnier. I, I felt like the trailer was setting itself up to be funny. And then it, it wasn't funny at all. Yeah. Kind of, it's, it, it was more silly than anything. Um, you know, if I'm, you know, if I'm, you know, bedridden and I have shutter, <laughs> I'll give it a shot.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that sounds like a real possibility for Rob then. it's going to be on the, the cover art, too. Yeah. If I'm
0: bedridden and it's on Shutter, I'll watch it.
2: I'm in it, baby. <laughs> I, Rob, uh... I I think like to me, it looks like an okay episode of Tales from the Crypt, not a great one, but an okay one. But the thing that's drawing me to it is I love Bruce Campbell, and I love Michael J. White. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. Um, And I think I think we need to go back to the time of having a horror movie for every holiday. So let's just get all of the weird ones we don't have covered. You know what I mean? Um, and it doesn't have to be a literary masterpiece. Unlike our next film, which talks about literary masterpieces. Uh, this is a documentary um, directed by Robert B. Weida, Don Argot, uh, written by Robert B. Weida, starring um, Jerome. I don't know how a documentary can star people. Uh, I'm just talking all those people. It has a lot of people in it. Yeah. Uh, but most importantly, it has the subject of it, Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, the film is entitled "Kurt Vonnegut: Unstuck in Time," recounting the extraordinary life of author Kurt Vonnegut and the 25-year friendship with the filmmaker. Who set out to document him? Uh, what do you guys think about the trailer for uh, this film, uh, Chad? What do you think?
0: So the only thing I've read about him is Slaughterhouse Five, which which was fine. It wasn't like oh my gosh, the best book I've ever read. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching this, this is what I thought. This is a this is a Keith documentary right here. Yeah. You're gonna watch this. And you're gonna cry like a baby. And you're gonna time. say, you're gonna say, oh, it was amazing. I cried the whole time. It was like so emotional. That, that's your jam right there, Keith. That's 100%. Yeah,
2: I love I'm So I'm crying right
1: now. Uh,
2: uh, Pierogi, what'd you think?
1: Yeah, I, I, I get a couple of things. I was, the fact that it's, you know, it's it spans 40 years of filmmaking for this guy and he, and he finally finished it. And so you get to see them both age and, and to see them change over time. I can also relate to making a movie and taking 40 years to get it fucking done too. Yeah. So I think that's a, we have a special kinship with this uh, director guy, but uh, absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to see it in the theater, but sure, it's, when it's on, I'll, I will watch this. I believe you pronounce his name Kurt vonnegut. You know something that we don't know? Oh, did yeah. I say? I I mean to
2: say Kurt. I'm sorry. At one point,
0: you did, and I just thought that's the German way to pronounce it. Yeah, it's like vonnegut.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Vonnegut's work. Um, I think he's awesome. I think he's incredible of uh, writer and and always has had a great sense of whimsy to the things he's written his books have always been surprisingly funny to me and i think that's a thing that's always lost when people talk about how literary genius he is he's a funny motherfucker and you can see that in this trailer my favorite part is like can you do that line again up your ass and then he just keeps like starts laughing that's awesome to see these titans uh, as a you know a pun on some of his work sort of as humans like that's a cool little intimate look into who this character is because so often they become larger than life characters right uh so I, i'm i'm here for this all day uh and i'm also here for our next larger than life character wait
1: wait, we have another interlude from google definition um i know what this word meant but i just want to read it whimsy um, um playfully quaint or fanciful behavior or humor an example would be the film is an awkward blend of whimsy and moralizing. There you um, go. That's a great. whim could be a plural a plural noun, whim- whimsies, mm-hmm. um, spelled with I-E-S or Y-S. Um, or second definition, a thing that is fanciful or odd. You know, there you go. A stone yeah. carvings and whimsies. Thank you very much.
0: It's that, a that great uh, description of our podcast, really. Our podcast is very whimsical. Very whimsical. Good.
2: whimsical. I also and you know
0: Rob always complains about how long this stuff goes. Yet he is defining words, yeah. going down the entire list. Adjected. I think it's important
1: like, if we're going to be here for days that we at least <laughs> learn something. <laughs> Which I have to say, at the same time, it's
2: very um, – I didn't know it was a goal of mine that I had to be able to speak to someone and then have to look up every word I'm saying. But it's awesome. It feels great. Um, Let me
1: define look. Hold on. Define <laughs> <look>. <laughs>
2: Will you do that while this next show we're talking about?
1: You big word using motherfucker.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, you go ahead and do that while this next show that we're going to talk about defines excitement for me. uh, Produced by James Gunn. This is our last look at anything from the DC fandom. It is the new television series for HBO Max called Peacemaker. The origin of the DC superhero. So dedicated to world peace that he's prepared to use force of arms to achieve it. It stars John Cena as Peacemaker, Jennifer Holland, Freddy Stroma, Robert Patrick, uh, Christopher Heyerdahl, Danielle Brooks, Steve G, uh, Chuck Woody Uwuji who I worked with on um, uh, Underground Railroad, awesome guy, uh, Nut Lee, Lassalyn Monroe, Annie Chang, Allison Araya, Uh, Rizwan Manji, who's always fucking hilarious and everything he's in, Stephen Blackheart, Philip Collins, a lot of great people. Uh, Cool little preview. Chad, what'd you think about the trailer for Peacemaker?
0: So, you know, in Suicide Squad, his character was the bad guy. You know, he turned bad. You could say you might, when you're talking about his motivations, you know, it's, it's arguable, you know, some of the stuff he was doing. But I mean, he was killing people that we liked that we loved from the suicide squad. That's what he was doing. And then he, you know, he's getting his own show. So, so, so it's how do you get people to like really get behind him? Yeah. And I feel like that what they've done in this, which, which I like, I think is genius is we're actually watching this laughing at him. We're not necessarily laughing with him. We're laughing at him. He, you know, he's a fool. He is, I really think, I mean, he's the DC version of Deadpool. I mean, that's what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And this trailer, it worked for me. You're talking about, you know, maybe Black Friday where we weren't laughing. You know, I've belly laughed several times in this trailer. It looked so much fun. Uh, That freaking eagle, when they're doing the hero shot and they're just walking, and the eagle's walking as well. I laughed, you know, so hard. It it was hilarious. The whole butt baby thing where he's talking about, I'm sure that's their two kids. It's just funny moment after funny moment. I I really dug this. Uh, It really makes me look forward to the show. This trailer definitely worked for me.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Rob, what'd you think? You
1: know, scene is so comfortable in his skin, just as a guy. You know, say what you want about his acting. I've seen him do good stuff. I've seen him, yeah, whatever. Um, I enjoyed him in Suicide Squad a lot. I thought he had great moments. I thought, and I thought, not necessarily the script, but the work he did made him a likable bad guy. And I, th- I thought, I, I really, really dug what he did. Um, I'll say this. He's, he's so comfortable in his skin. He's not afraid to go, to literally commit to anything and make, and, and be silly and risk being laughed at, which I think is the job of this character. I, I think, I think it's a really good fit of, of actor and part. I, I obviously, I think it it, it, it aspires to be Deadpool, which again, aim for the stars. Fucking hey, man. I mean, it's, you know, that's uh, why not? You know, aim for one of the better, one of the better, um, uh, comedies, uh, superhero action comedies. I don't think it gets there necessarily, but it doesn't have to. It's to yeah. entertain me, I mean, I can't wait to see this. This is gonna be a blast. And I'm a huge <laughs> James Gunn fan. I, you, you know, I, his storytelling, his sense of humor. I just think it, it all, it generally all clicks for me. So I'm looking forward to this.
2: Yeah. And and to me, it's not as much Deadpool as it is those more daft moments of somebody like Star Lord or Thor, right? When they just the jokes go over their heads. Um, To me, he's the idiot of that. Like it's to me, this entire show spins off of that moment when he's like, Starfish can also be a reference to a butthole. We think there's any connections like that, that sort of serious about his own idiocy that that is what this whole show spins off from um, and and I'm here for it I, I to me I didn't get the trailer immediately when it first started but then when I saw the eagle like hugging him and all that shit I was like okay cool let me go back and watch it one more time and I understand more of the context and the tone that we're going for and and it's a superhero thing and it's James Gunn I'm gonna watch it regardless it's it's gonna be awesome and I, I, I can't wait I'm excited about it um and one more uh trailer before we leave it's another nerdy concept uh, our second video game based trailer of the evening uh this one uh is more a little a little more spooky coming to theaters uh november 24th just in time for scary thanksgiving uh set in 1998 the origin story explores that explores the secrets of the mysterious spencer mansion and the ill-fated raccoon city this is resident evil welcome Raccoon City, directed by Johannes Roberts, uh, written by Johannes Roberts, starring uh, Kaya Scolidario, Robbie Amell, Hannah John Kamen, Neil McDonough, Donald Logue, Tom Hooper, Avin Hojia, Stephanie Hawkins, Lily Gao, Ava Blackwell, Marina Matsapa, Nathan Dales, Josh Quettis, and Chad Rock, based obviously on the video game franchise. This looks like it's trying to get a little bit closer to the actual video game itself. Chad, what did you think about the Resident Evil trailer?
0: So unlike Uncharted, I did play Resident Evil. I loved the OG Resident Evil. It was awesome. Horror survival game. It yeah. was great. And you're definitely right about they're trying to return to that because there were several shots right out of the Walking into that game. mansion,
2: that was straight yeah. up out of it. The yeah. zombie
0: uh, on the ground, how it yeah. turned. That's from the game. Like It's a cut scene from the game. I mean, so I really like what they were doing with that. The other Resident Evils with uh Mila. I, th- I think I like maybe the first three, and then I don't even know if I saw them. You know, after that, it kind of it was like diminishing returns, but they were fine. But, and I didn't play all the other Resident Evil games, so I don't know how true they were to those, but this seems like definitely the original game, which, which that's the one I'm the fan of. Yeah. So I'll check this out, and I'll probably check this out in the theater since I've got that, you know, uh, regal pass. So
2: gotcha. Awesome. Uh, Prager, what'd you think?
1: Well, I'm I'm embarrassed to say, uh, like many things in my life, I'm embarrassed to say I've never seen one of the I've never seen a Resident Evil movie, nor have I played the game. Um not and I I'm aware of them. I know they exist. But this is a really good cast though. Um you know, Amel's been working. I love Neil McDonough I've always been a fan. Tom Hopper um is making Donald Logue. Donald Donald Donal is uh, great. I've always been a fan of his. Um you know, it looked okay. I just, I just, it's not my thing right now. But um, I'll uh, I'll be happy if you guys enjoy it. I'm here for you guys. That's really all I'm here.
2: That's so kind. So kind of him. Yeah. Um, I, I think like to me, I like the first couple of Mila ones. That first one especially, I thought was a good movie. Um, it didn't feel like the video game, but Mila was very attractive, and the movie was super fun. I played the original Resident Evil when it came out. I just played the last one, Village, um, which was kind of lackluster at times but had some good moments this one looks like it's trying to do the first game which i think is a, a smart choice to me at parts of it looked still like it was suffering from that um what's his name uve bowl is that his name um sort of cursed um like some of the shots look like oh this is cheap but then the cast is really nice and, and i'm hoping it's just going for that video game 90s aesthetic um, I'm gonna watch it regardless because again I feel obligated to, uh, and, and I hope it's great. I hope it's fucking scary. I hope it's spooky. I hope it's action packed. Let's see what happens with it. I'm, I'm here for that. Um, and that's all the trailers that we have. Uh, before we sign off, though, there is like obviously something you know sad that we need to talk about, um, and that's just to give our condolences to the family of Helena uh, Hutchins uh, and to uh, give a big rest in peace uh, for her. I met her briefly working on the show The Walking Dead, and she was uh, a very nice person who, uh, unfortunately, suffered from a tragedy that never should have happened. Um, and uh, our thoughts go out to her family and her loved ones, and uh, our deepest condolences for that. So, now that I've brought the mood down, uh, Chad...
1: Like you said, never never should have happened. Like you said, never, never should have happened. It's just there's right. never a reason for that to happen. Um, uh, ugh, uh, y- y- you know, it's... It's something you, we've all been on, on, on film sets before. I, I know that for a fact. And uh, I, I think we've all been around guns, prop guns, airsoft guns. And, um, you know, the way the industry works is th- there's a specific job. There's actually two specific jobs for handling those and making sure they are they are handled with care and, um, and never, never, you know, this, something like this should never, ever happen due to the way it's set up. And, uh, unfortunately, you know, it would the last time it happened, was, was uh, uh, oh, on the crow randomly Lee. Brandon Lee. and I know it's been almost 30 guns going 29 years since it happened. And, you know, I, I think in a way, I think it's amazing that we haven't heard of something like this really happening with guns in almost 30 years yet. It should not have happened now. And it's just, uh, like he like said, you know, you're you're uh, you're feeling your hearts go out to the the family of these people. It's they were they were doing what they love, and due to the carelessness of one or more, you know, uh, one person lost their lives, and almost another person lost their lives. And it's yeah, it's so many, so many, uh, so many things that could have prevented this from happening. And uh, hopefully, we learn again. Hopefully, lessons are learned. Unfortunately it seems like a life has to be lost or many lives have to be lost for lessons to be learned if any lessons are learned. So there, that's my diatribe.
2: No, I I couldn't agree more. I I feel like, you know, a lot of things that shoot in Atlanta or at least a lot of my experience in film and television, most of the shows I've been in have had guns uh, and I've worked with guns and I've, I've had to do gun training for movies and all that sort of stuff. And every time I'm on set from indie to major production, there is a chain of command and a series of protocols and redundancies to ensure that something like this doesn't happen there. There have been cases since Brandon Lee uh, of it happening, but not on that scale. Um, And I think it's, I heard somebody say like it's 94 deaths in the past 10 years from guns related on sets. which is kind of extreme. And I don't know if that qual that, if that includes deaths that were not specifically by, because it was the expendables um, situation where a helicopter went down and things like that. So there, sometimes what we're doing on film sets can be extreme. But above all, it's pretend. And no one should ever have to die from playing pretend. Um, We follow our protocols for a specific reason. And that reason is to ensure that everyone can go home at the end of the day. And the fact that that protocol was ignored is a travesty, uh, a tragedy, and a crime. And it's unfortunately robbed a child of their mother, a husband of his wife, and a wonderful young woman of her career her future and everything that she cared about so um yeah again like i said our hearts go out to it it's a, a sad sad occurrence
0: uh, and you know and i've been on uh, much less movie sets than you guys you know exponentially more that you've been a part of huge movies things like that uh, you know i just see just scratch the surface of the, the sets i've been on and i don't really have you know any more to add than what you guys have said you know it's um like you said it's just a tragedy yeah and it sucks that it happened yep
2: um but we, we carry on. We hope that changes are made. We hope that um, they can find solace and uh, comfort. And uh, yeah, And so until next time. Next time we're going to be reviewing at least, I think the new Paranormal Activity comes out tomorrow. Um, uh, the Eternals will be out next week. We'll get a chance to, to watch that. Uh, Rob will get a chance to catch up on Invincible. I think he's on episode four uh, now. And uh, we'll have uh, more to talk about with Not Quite Cool. Chad, where can the people find you?
0: You can find me uh, on Twitter, Chad One Two Nine X. The podcast at NQC Podcast, and also coming out is uh, Army of Thieves. So I know you're looking forward to that, Keith. Fuck, that's coming to Netflix in Yay! Netflix. Yay!
1: <laughs> you're doing great. Yay, Yay! Spider Man! I want more teams. I want more teams!
2: <laughs> um, uh, Rob, where can the people find you?
1: Right now, I'm in Marietta. Uh, okay, I'm great, great. Awesome. Minutes. Uh, I'm going. I'm heading back to Alpharetta. Cool. In, the rain. Uh, in a few minutes, I'll be on 285. You can catch me all these places. I'm
2: around. That's great. Catch them outside. How about that? Um, for me, you can find me on Instagram and uh, TikTok under Robert Pralgo. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next time.
0: Thank you, everybody. Yay! Thank you for coming. Please cut that out. Okay. <laughs> uh, how do I stop the Not quite cool is a podcast. Recorded in Atlanta, Georgia, in conjunction with Actors Teaching Actors, and Bean Dip Productions. Thanks.